Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is I and I am him, the one and only Steel Rain, and you are now tuned in, locked in to your morning show, Living Split Screen in the Morning. And look, man, I'm here with one of the most significant guys, the most podcasting extravagant person I may know, the guy who brings the energy every week, the man who puts the soul in pong. What's going on, my guy? You must be talking about somebody else. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, Steel? Hey. Man, <laughs> look, that intro gets, I don't know, I, I guess better and better, but that's like crazy. <laughs> You need to calm down. I'm gonna have to start coming up. I'm gonna have to like spit it back at you and come up with something big for you. But man, <laughs> hey, good morning, everybody. Uh, welcome to episode seven of Living Split Screen. That's right. That's my lucky number. Lucky number seven. Lucky so number we're, seven. we are gonna have a great show today. Uh, man, Saturday morning. It's beautiful outside. I gotta do yard work later. So uh, you know what? I'm gonna enjoy this right here. So. Man, I can't believe we're back again, but we are chat. I love seeing everybody waking up and joining in, man. The family's in the house. Caitlin, Mav, three, uh, who else? We got casket repair. We got black card is in here. Animated evils in the house. Brother Mike came in brother really Mike. early. Thank you, brother Mike. Well, hey, wait. brother Mike. Brother Mike, represent. Hey, next level. Some, you got the LGs on. Yes. Yeah, that's right. I got the T. We got so, one away yeah. in the house. Black Cardi in the house. What's going on, people? Ooh. Is one wait? Look at this. Lemon showed up. Beautiful people. Ah, beautiful people lemon. this morning, man. No Look, doubt. No doubt. Um, that wasn't quite the intro that I wanted this morning, but it's okay because I'm gonna continue to work on it. Um, <laughs> I was working on such a such a more extravagant in intro because I just wanted to be so so different. You know what I mean? Not necessarily different, but I just wanted to put my own spin on it. And again, um, it didn't go the way I wanted to, but that's okay. Um, look, man, uh, just to kind of start it off early. Look, the week has been wild. Uh, I feel like between me and you both, um, again, oh, yeah. uh, we're stepping into another Saturday um, where we haven't really had a chance to speak to one another. And we're about to see, I mean, of course, we've we've talked. I mean, we've, you know, whatever the case, with the DMs or um, <laughs> or whatnot. And on blocked. Xbox. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you're talking oh to blocked? I blocked you. Oh, <laughs> that's the problem, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, you're I tried, yourself. Hey, man, man, I tried to send you a nude. You didn't You didn't send me back. I didn't know what happened. Oh, that's. Look, that explains man, no, it. That explains no it. More, no, no more of those picks, man. No more of those picks. <laughs> I can't have any of that. I can't. That's a I fact. just going to start questioning me. Oh, I, All right. <laughs> that's a fact. That's a fact. But look, man, um, I, I want to really start it off with, man, what we have been getting into um, this week. Uh, before we get into uh, the upcoming game releases, as we have started doing, um, hopefully y'all are feeling the adjustments I have made. Um, for those who are tuned into the stream live, um, I try to add some equalizers. I wanted to give us more of a feel when we're talking and whatnot, um, just to make it more personable, you know? Um, just to give and to give people a real uh, a solid professional feel, you know. Um, and I figured you would like it too, Pong. But anyway, um, look, oh, yeah. man. I like it. So, so to start off with, I'll go first. Look, it's been a crazy week for me. Other than work, man, I have been diving headfirst, as y'all can see in the background. For those who are watching, dead space, man. I don't understand how I skipped this, how I skipped this series in the, in the back then. Actually, I mean, I do understand. I was a multiplayer gamer, bro. When you're consumed um, in PVP content, you're not, you're going to ignore single player games. Um, especially when you got homies, you're always like, yeah, bro, let's, let's, let's go kill some people. Let's go hop in this match and catch some bodies. And I got, 
okay let's go let's do it you know what i mean um but uh i've had the experience i, I download the entire uh dead space series one through three especially uh the content and the dlc for three um so i'm currently playing through um currently playing through one um and i'm having a great time other than the fact that the controls are off they're dated um as far as like the sensitivity goes it just it feels off it doesn't feel as crisp um but it's still it's still a a magnificent time like everything that people have said about it um all the positive notes that people have made on it um so far i have seen to be true um the, uh, what man, I'm, I'm so most, happy you're jumping into this i'm so happy man. facts facts what i'm most impressed by it and y'all might notice it in some sections at almost every corner i'm i'm either aiming around the corner or you know get, preparing myself for something to be there um because <laughs> what this game does very well with the enemies um and this is something that i i love um when games really take this serious is that the enemies are scary man they they have a presence um when when they come when i come in at you or whatever you're you have not necessarily that i'm scared because i'm not necessarily uh, a scary kind of gamer whatever. type of gamer or whatever come on, the case. Say it. scary um, cat no. not 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 to that extent um but for me it's more so the presence of the of the enemies is what was always important to me. Uh, it kind of took me back to Halo when I first played Halo. When you were introduced to the flood, um, I, that fear factor that they gave you. You didn't want those uh, the little the little ones to to jump on you, and, and you get that feeling you know, your shield is draining. And it's kind of the same thing in here, um, where the enemies are coming at you. If you don't shoot off the limbs, shooting them in the body does nothing. Shooting you have to shoot off their limbs to kill them. And that adds an extra level of fear that I feel like a lot of games kind of miss when, it, as far as when it comes to this. Um, and Dead Space has done it very well. Um, again, and, and not only that, man, but it holds up graphically too. Is it perfect? No, but for those of you all watching, look at this gameplay, man. It still looks crisp. And this is playing. This is me playing on PC, 4K, 60 frames. Um, man, I I would really love for them to bring this back um, to Xbox um, for give them the frame patch, um, the FPS boost because I feel like this series could need it, a sweat or a resolution boost, or just come up with a collection. Um, but overall, it's been a great time, man. Other than that, um, I started, I, I just, I don't know why I didn't click before, but I noticed that I could download FIFA. So I spent, <laughs> I was spending some time in FIFA, man. And oh Me, really? man, yeah, I love, I love FIFA, man. I, I am, I am so, I had like, when I get into, when I get into sports games, typically the ones that I pick is either FIFA or 2K. Um, and most of the time, I'll end up taking a break in between them. Um, so it's like, for like, for example, I'm cool on 2K. Like, I don't want to play 2K again for a while. Uh, last time I played 2K for real was like 16, 17. And, you know, I had a good time with it and everything else. Um, but it just fell off for me. It, it became too samey and everything else. You're grinding for the same things over and over again. Nothing carries over. Um, you're doing the same thing every year. It just kind of gets old. Um, and I, I mean, playing those games online is cool and all, but I'm not consistent yeah. in sports games enough to right, right, be right. good at them. Uh, well, no. be good at them like some people are. Um, so it gets me frustrated when you get in there and take a loss. It's like, God damn it, <laughs> no, I did to lose. Um, but if there's a game that I would, if there's a sports game that I'd have to pick that I really wouldn't care about losing or winning, it's FIFA. Um, just because it's more so very dependent on you. Um, it's more of an open field, defending, you have more options. Um, and it, it, soccer is always 
spoken to me more as, as those over overseas calling my family calls and my German side football. Um, it, it just it speaks to me more <laughs> than. <laughs> It just speaks to me more. Football. It's football. football. <laughs> hey, that's how, I mean, hey, that's how, that's how my mom tells, says it to me. Um, okay. But, all right. Uh, <laughs> but, um, I mean, football. If you would just say it like that, but I call it football. Soccer. It just sounds it's better. Soccer. Okay. We've got real football here. Hey, and Marion, for sure, man. If you want to hook up on some FIFA, I don't know if it's crossplay um, with PC and, and uh, Xbox or whatever other console. Um, but I, hey, if we can hop on to play, I'm down to play, man. But other than that, man, that's been my week. Uh, that's what I've been getting into. Hopefully, the gameplay in the background is smooth for y'all. And uh, other than that, man, Pong, how has your week been, man? Hey, man, it's been busy. Uh, work is getting crazy, and I, I say that every week, but it's just getting crazier. So I got a lot of hours in. I haven't been able to uh, hop on as much um, as far as gaming goes as I normally would, and I think that's going to kind of be my life here from on, from here yeah. on out, but that's that's okay. That That's real life comes first. But, man, just go back to your Dead Space comments. Uh, for anybody that's got a Series X, uh, again, you were talking about how the graphics hold up pretty, pretty well. Man, the auto HDR on uh, the series console man takes that game to another level really? and okay. if they eventually do get the fps boost done to this which needs to happen it needs to happen unless they're going to do i i think ea is probably planning on doing a remaster just like they're, they're doing with uh mass effect i i have a feeling that that's their plan because a lot of people have been clamoring for it but anyways if you got series consoles, Dead Space is absolutely fantastic with the auto HDR. It's one of the best examples of auto HDR taking an older game and, and doing something special with it. Um, so definitely go check that out, guys. Um, otherwise, for myself this week, I actually hopped back into Night City, man. Cyberpunk. Oh, yeah. Uh, back on that. it. Back on it. So I'm now over 180 hours into Cyberpunk. Uh, I took a long break from it. Uh, there's been, I think, three patches, I want to say, um, since the last time I played it. Yes. And again, I wasn't somebody who was experiencing a lot of issues. I love the game. I had 100, I had 100 and whatever, 60 hours into it. Um, but uh, getting back into Night City again, again, I don't care what anybody says. Don't let it, If you guys are waiting for the next gen patch, I get it that's fine just don't forget about this game and I'm, I'm sure don't. that you're probably not going to be able to because i think they're going to drop it in the game pass when the next gen patch comes out that would again. be dope i think they're going to do it because they, they need to reignite it again but this game is so freaking good man like i now that i got back into it again i'm like god i just love it i just love it and again for me I've got that many hours into it, and I'm only like a third of the way through the main missions. Okay, well, so just not nothing to interrupt, but I I, I always I, I yeah. like to put this out there because I feel like it's important. Just because um this should kind of give people an understanding of what the impact of uh, that we as gamers have, especially within each other. Pong, oh, yeah. if it wasn't for you, man, I would have I would have skipped out on Cyberpunk, right. um because right. I I was interested in it or whatever the case, and like we had talked about in the background, um between you and Tempest, y'all were y'all were so y'all were so involved in it, and it was so deep into it, um that and I was watching y'all's gameplay and stuff like that that. I was like, man, I might as well just commit. Boom. And I played it and I loved it. Um, again, regardless of how everybody else feels about it, if you're waiting on it, great. But do not forget about this game. Correct. It is an Correct. excellent, it's an excellent title. Don't let nobody scare you off of it. The story is amazing. If you're into first-person RPGs, bro, they they did an excellent job as far as the story goes. It pulls on heartstrings. Um, 
I, oh, yeah. and look, you put a hundred and something hours in, I put in, I believe it was right around 50 hours and I got the perfect ending. Right, right, right. So yeah, it, and it's just like, and, and I wasn't trying to, and, and that's what makes it. And that's the other thing that makes it great. Cause not everybody had that experience. So, oh. but that's what makes it great. Everybody has a different experience and being able to jump into oh. something and see that influence is great, man. But anyway. Absolutely. No, no, no. And I agree with you wholeheartedly. And the other good point that you just made is, okay, so I've got 180 hours in. I'm a third of the way through the story. Mm -hmm. uh, you put 50 some hours into it and beat multiple endings and had, you know, whatever, a great experience with it. You can play this game how you want to. And that's the other beautiful part. Right. So if you want to, if you want to, again, I've spent so many hours just driving around, listening to music, taking in all the sights in this game, literally being a sightseeing kind of person just driving around and just enjoying what was on my screen Facts. um you know that that that's a lot of hours and then you probably put in another you probably put in about 20 hours in photo mode for me too as well i don't know how long it, is. it actually <laughs> is but but again just taking yeah. pictures but again you can experience a game like cyberpunk how you want to and that's like one of the best things about uh the game and that that's from the core all the way out right so again the core of the game uh you can you can build your character and you can create a build that you want to play. Uh, and there's so many different ways to do that, that it, it you can really, from an RPG uh, standpoint, it is a game that you can uh, create a character that you actually enjoy playing and you're not really limited. Like you, there's so many different mixes and matches you can make within the builds. Yes. Uh, that you can find a play style that uh, all of a sudden halfway through the game you don't like anymore and you can go back and they they actually lower the respec costs now too so the oh, respec wow, cost okay. isn't that big oh, yeah. um, so you can go back and redo your whole character all over oh, again and, and, and to fit what you just found that you like to play with so again sorry I know a lot of I know a lot of shows aren't hitting on cyberpunk anymore, but you know this is what you get at living split screen. Don't man. talk about so, gaming, I, man. That's right, that's right. These are games, man. This is fun. So uh, love uh, hopping back into cyberpunk. I tried out some of the FPS boost games uh, as well. I tried out Assassin's Creed Unity, fantastic. I talked. I tried out the Tomb Raider games that are now FPS boosted. Wow, 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 wow. Uh, just crazy good uh so i cannot wait to, to hop in the back of those I, again i was just trying them out to see how it felt right brand new game uh deus ex i hopped into deus okay. ex as well everybody if you are a sci-fi lover right you like that cyberpunky kind of sci-fi deus ex mankind i i know it got panned a little bit people didn't necessarily love it at 60 frames now that game is absolutely gorgeous and plays so smooth. And it is a game not to be missed if you're looking for something to hop into. I know we got plenty of content and I know it's an old game, but guess what? If you like going back to stuff, go back to Deus Ex. If you have the opportunity with the FPS boost, it's a whole new experience and it's well worth it. So that that's another one I hopped into this week. Excellent. Excellent, man. Um, and before we move forward, um, I do want to see, because I saw Marion going into it um, and also talking about it earlier. Uh, Marion, I've also made you a mod um, just because I know you're doing some things with us in the background. Uh, but we do have two games that we're giving away this morning also. It's going to be Outlast 2 and just for May the 4th that has passed. Um, Battlefront 2 the new one um for those who are interested stay tuned in get your friends in here get your mom in here get your stepfather in here so he can get that code man uh maybe even if it's your baby sister go go get her turn it turn it tell her to turn it on on her phone her tablet whatever the case 
put in YouTube, type in living split screen. We're gonna be the first thing that pops up, guaranteed. And come get this code, man. Marion again, much love. Pong, man, it sounds like you've had a had a solid week. And look, man, we got a few things that we that we we're pretty passionate about uh, this week. Um, it's I feel like it's gonna be more more or less about gaming and everything. But we do want to start off with upcoming yeah. games. games. What is going on, man? Um, let's lead off into this topic. I'm going to go ahead and pull that up. Um, if you want to go ahead and get uh, get started on that, man. Um, so, are you ready? Uh, yeah, hold on for just one second. Not a problem. Computer blipped out for a second. Here, here we go. So I got to get back to my spot. Uh, is there got to be ads on everything, people? <laughs> hey, ads. I should get an ad blocker. Ad blocker. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Pop up ad blocker. Right? Hey, hey, ad blocker. Uh, uh if if y'all need somebody, we're looking to, for sponsors. We, y'all need. <laughs> we're looking for sponsors. If you need somebody to talk about your new ad blocker, we're here. Right, exactly. This is the space that you can have your promotion. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so where are we? We are. What is the week? God, I, uh, we so are in. Uh, we so are crazy. In May. Yeah, oh, we're in May. I know some, that. Move some stuff over. Um, uh, we're in May. We're in week uh, of the. Oh, we're 8th. coming up on the t- the week of the tenth, right? Okay, so okay. Starting, we well, yeah, okay, but we're at the eighth, so yeah, no, we're good, we're good. Uh, so what do we got? So Hoods, uh, Outlaws, and Legends, uh, Legends just uh dropped. I know some people have already checked this out. I know yes. I'm looking to check it out. Um, I, I, but I don't know if I'm going to drop the funds on it. I think this game might wind up into Game Pass at some point. We'll see how it sells. Um, I know it's not very expensive. I know they got a couple editions. I think the lowest edition is like 30 bucks right. uh, so it's a good it's a good price point uh and i know some people i think mav uh played it yesterday uh right. you know and lupa played it uh and psychonauts played it so i think i've heard some good stuff that it is a fun yeah. game with friends which okay. is i think we talked about it a little bit steel i think and i think that was going to be our opinion on it was uh that this was a good uh game to play with friends but we didn't know if it was going to be lost in the shuffle when you've got a resident evil village dropping uh when you've got people looking forward to mass effect coming out um you know and you've already got things like second extinction uh which are in game pass um so you know but hood outlaws and legends looks fun uh i I think i might give it a go at some point i just don't know if i'm going to pay uh the full price for it of course we have uh Baldur's gate dark alliance was a surprise drop this okay week. Uh, yep. so i should mention that nobody knew this was really coming out uh so it kind of snuck in there uh Baldur's gate dark alliance is the original uh, game now i have not had a yes. chance to really watch any videos on how what they did to the the version that they just dropped for all the current consoles and last gen consoles um so i don't know how it plays um i know they didn't this is not like a, a remake uh in any way shape or form i i think the graphics are pretty much the same as they were well, so it tell, is a yeah. date it is a dated game but man Anybody who played the Dark Alliance uh, games back in the day, uh, mm-hmm. the Baldur's Gate series, knows that this is a fantastic title. Uh, if you like the older classic games and you're looking for one to go back to, it's got the top-down view. Um, you know, it's it's more action-based. It's not necessarily like a turn-based style. It's more action-based. But right. these games were classics back in the day. They still sell for a ton of money because they are oh, okay. too rare on the PS2 side. So Dark Alliance uh, dropped. Yeah, and we and this is not to be confused with the new Dark Alliance that is dropping later. That's Dungeons uh, and Dragons, right? No, is Dungeon. Yeah, Baldur's Great is for 
it's all part of the same family. Right? Okay, okay. It's all okay. part of the same family. But the new Dark Alliance is coming later. Uh, that is with the uh, it's Forgotten Realms is okay. is where it comes from. Gotcha. Um, it, but uh, that that focuses on something different than the Baldur's Gate series does. So gotcha, gotcha. same family, just they're they're re, they're, re, yeah, they're jump starting part. it with a new story. Correct. Okay, okay, exactly. Okay. So, um, anyways, great game. Uh, Resident Evil Village. Uh, let's touch on a little bit. Steel, obviously sure. a big release. Everybody's hyped about it. I'm seeing nothing but good things for the most part coming from this game. Now, uh, caveat with this is I am not going to be purchasing it at full price. I did, however, play through the demo, and I've got some thoughts on it. Okay. Because uh, I freely admit that I am a scaredy cat the older I get, right? So mm. the older I get, the less I have enjoyed horror games, okay? That's just me. I could not play Resident Evil 7 um, at all. I got 45 minutes in and shut it off and and got rid of it, uh, deleted it off my hard drive. <laughs> so, so, so I do not do well, uh, with, with horror horror. Now, psychological stuff like the medium I can do, mm -hmm. uh, you give me tons of guns and weapons and stuff. I can play those too. So I, that's why the reason why I preface this conversation with that is just so you know where I'm coming from. I played the demo, uh, of village, uh, okay. and actually liked it and enjoyed okay. it and got through it. Okay. Uh, actually I'm looking like, one of the wolf i'm looking like some of the wolf men you saying the, uh, that demo yeah 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 man i need i need to fix this stuff man i promise you guys next week i'm gonna have a haircut and i'll be uh clean shaven or not clean Ooh. shaven but i'll have i'll be i'll be trimmed uh Ooh. look forward to that Next's episode eight <laughs> pong soul haircut that's Ooh, what we're gonna talk haircut. <laughs> right exactly no so anyways uh so Again, Village, I played it. I actually liked it. Now, I know there's been the, the, some of the criticism I've been hearing is people wanted it to stay like seven with the much more horror, horror aspect, the, the, the real scares, because mm -hmm. some people really enjoy that. So I totally understand uh, and I get it. Um, you know, the, the uh, developers came out from Capcom and said that they purposely toned it down a little bit for Village and it got some people's feathers ruffled. Um, and I understand if you are a true horror fan and you loved where seven was uh, from that aesthetic, uh, from the jump scares to the really dark, creepy aspects, mm. I get it. Um, I will tell you this as somebody, again, from the other side of things that doesn't necessarily love that. Uh, I can see why they did this because it's going to open up to even a bigger audience. Resident Evil 7 was huge. It was a huge success for Capcom, uh, especially since they moved it to the first person aspect uh, and they were looking to re-energize uh, that franchise. They yes. did it, right? They, they killed it. Um, and I think this one is going to take it to the next level because I think there are going to be more people that are going to be willing to try this one than 7 because I know there's a lot of people like me out there that just aren't a about all of it there, right yeah. so so i think that th this is a good point for the game and again i'm not going to take away from anybody who wishes they would stay the horror i would never blast resident evil i would just say it's it's it's, it's just not, not a for game everybody for yeah. me right 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 it's just not a game for me but with what they've done with this one um i think it is now a game for me uh and i think there's going to be a lot of people like myself who do jump into this one now i heard uh, I think uh, Jez, I heard on Xbox two yesterday, uh, him and Randall Thor shout out to those guys. Uh, I think Jez did say that there is one section uh, that does bring back that seven feeling right. where it's like, what is going on? And it's pretty, <laughs> it, it, it's very 
dark and very horror esque. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, again, I didn't, I didn't get that part in the demo. So uh, you know, we'll see once I get the full release if I could make it through that part. But uh, uh, you know, again, I just think overall, I think it was a good idea. Capcom is in making games for the masses. Yes. Um, and I think it's a good thing for Capcom if they get more people involved. Again, I wouldn't slight them if they decided to continue down go the other way mm-hmm. and just say nope we're just making really really hardcore horror stuff now from here on out with the resident evil series i would not fault them in the least i just think from a business aspect aspect and from what they're trying to do i think this was a good idea and i actually really did like the demo gave me resident evil 4 vibes okay. um some people have said that it's a mixture of all the different resident evils they pull in a little something but menu felt really uh, the menu system felt really good. Uh, it felt yeah. like like going back home again uh, to the old style Resident okay. Evils. It, it was really nice, uh, and obviously just the just the overall feel. I felt like they captured four uh, in a lot of ways, and so for me that was cool because four is probably my favorite. Uh, Code Veronica is probably up there. It's okay. probably neck and neck between those two, um, but. I think they did a nice job. The graphics are absolutely phenomenal, gorgeous. That 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 RE engine is wow. I mean, work. that is oh my god, man, it is crazy good looking. That's dope. Uh, so yeah, so if anybody's on the fence with Resident Evil, go check out the demo. I think the demo is the demo still live. Yeah, um, I actually, I, I that I'm not completely sure you, about. Um, do you touch it? I have not touched on the demo. Okay, uh, okay, I'm okay. I'm completely uninterested. Um, but yeah. um, I do have the demo playing in the background for those you. who are who for those who are watching. Um, but since we're talking about Resident Evil real quick, um, as before we move forward. Again, like I like I stated on last week, I'm not particularly interested in Resident Evil just because I like the more third person aspect of it. I'm not saying that I wouldn't be interested sure. in it or I wouldn't play it if ever if it came in the Game Pass or something, I try it out then. But I'm not willing to fork over the money for it, um, especially no, not at seventy dollars. I I just don't care about it enough to spend that money on it. Um, or God. I'm not I'm not I'm not, a, I'm not a Resident Evil player at the end of the day. Uh, I do like what they've done with it. Um, I do like the story. I do like the fact that this game um does look beautiful. Absolutely, and it looks brother, it looks crazy. Um, they they did really well again, bringing more life to that RE engine, like you were saying, because before when they're in that third person aspect, it kind of seemed like they were running out of space with the RE engine, like they might've needed to do something different. Um, but with this, bringing it to first person, it, feel, it feels like they've brought more life again um, into it. And I feel like that's what's important. It's getting a lot of praise uh, again, which is very essential if we wanna keep this Resident Evil series alive. Not everything can remain the same. Um, again, that's why I don't feel any way about it not being third person. Um, it's just not particularly for me other than not really being a scary game kind of guy. But again, uh, it, it it varies. I, you know, I've played Deathblades, I've played Hellblade, I've played uh, there's other scary games, I've played Fear, you know what I mean? There's other scary games that I have played. Um, so I'm not gonna use that as an excuse or whatever. I'm just not genuinely interested in jumping in. Um, but I hope everybody that is jumping in is having an excellent time. Uh, I know one of the bigger things, like that was that was just crazy. God just came out of the uh, the wheat fields. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But what's what's crazy? What's crazy for me is just again the love and the appreciation that the title is getting. Um, because people are saying, man, it feels good to have a title come out and it doesn't need anything. Um, it, right. d- there's no bugs that anybody's really talking about. Uh, there's no nothing that's game breaking. 
and everything seems to be it seems like a complete package and that's more so what i'm paying attention to that's what i'm excited about um because i, f I feel like we've gotten away from that uh and it, it it needs to be something on the forefront it feels good when we get full titles out so um right. yeah man that's that's it for that agree man uh no good good thoughts right there brother because uh again resident evil is one of the pillar franchises in in video game history if you go right. back and look at it so it, it's it's good to see it around and it's good to see it come back to life again after some you know Facts. stumbles with with five and stuff like that uh where people weren't too happy about it and it was unsure where it was going to go uh it's always great to see one of these classic uh series uh continue to live on and they're doing a fantastic job so yeah. I'm, I'm really excited about that um so let's uh let's keep going here. We got uh, Destiny 2. All you Destiny 2 players out Ooh. there. I know there's uh still millions of you out there. Props to all still, of you who yeah. have stuck by this non-stop uh Destiny 2 season of the Splicer. Splicer. Uh, I don't have a whole lot to say on this one. Okay. Steel, you got anything to add? I know you play you, you play some um, Destiny. As a Destiny um, so. as a Destiny player, um I've been off and on. Um I haven't played hey. Destiny for real um yeah. in at least 2 years. Um going okay. on. All right. Um, back, yeah. But I mean, I am off and on, uh, off and on of it because I enjoy the PvP aspect of it. Thoroughly enjoy. I still feel like, um, other than Halo, it's one of the first-person shooters that uh, has has unmatched gameplay. There's nothing. There's nothing comparative to it. Um, and there's a reason why people keep going back. There's a reason why every time that you do go back, you get invested and involved. Um, and I feel like it's because of the gameplay loop, man. The guns feel tight. Um, all the abilities feel tight. Um, you can you can constantly feel the adjustments that they make, whether it's good or negative. Um, Season right. of the Splicer is going to give me a reason to jump back in, okay. um, right. which is cool. exciting. Again, it's a PvP game. I'm always going to jump back into it for the PvP aspect, um, just because I, I enjoy being competitive. Um, so again, hey, if anybody's interested, man, I'm on PC. Really, what I'm waiting for is them to enable the crossplay between PC and console. Right. Again, I don't have my Series X yet, um, or the Series S. And I'm not going to get the Series S. I'm going to get a Series X. That's just me. Um, but yeah, um, I'm really waiting for that crossplay to come back, um, so that not just cross save, so that I can play on PC and just have that open uh, space to really team up with anybody who wants to play, whether Xbox uh, or uh, PlayStation. And I, right. I just feel like that's going to add uh, more longevity to the game and also open it up more and just give give an overall better experience, especially with everybody being able to have access to 60 frames at bare minimum um, and now uh, also 120 frame option. Uh, so that's what I'm so I'm excited as far as that uh, for that as far as that goes. Uh, we, it just seems like we're getting closer and closer to them uh, enabling crossplay. So right, right, right. Now that'll be that'll be great for the entire community uh, once they enable that uh cross play because again that's what it does it just opens it up uh mm -hmm. and gives you a bigger base to play with and obviously makes it easier for friends to connect and all that good stuff so there's there's absolutely nothing but benefits from cross play uh despite what sony thinks yes so anyways <laughs> <laughs> we'll, talk to them, we'll talk about that yeah. yeah we might touch on that one um assassin's creed valhalla wrath of the druids dlc drops I know there's still a lot of people playing Assassin's Creed. It's amazing, you know, 
that was like the game for like ever because everybody was looking for something to sh- kind of show off some of the new consoles and yeah. and of course Assassin's Creed itself is just such a gigantic franchise at this point but it's funny how you just don't hear about it anymore uh as we've gone along here but it's good to see some DLC dropping um, I know I'm going to be hopping back into it at some point uh, I think I've got 60 hours into okay. it um you know but again it's it's just Assassin's Creed is a time sink it is yes. one of those things where you oh boy there's just no avoiding it um you know especially with the the way that they've taken the franchise uh you know it's always been big uh but obviously odyssey took it to another level uh i still have yet to finish odyssey i think i've got 90 hours in i know i know uh lupa uh i think she might be sitting in the chat i know she's got something crazy into that game Uh, i don't know how it's hundreds of hours into uh odyssey um and you can do it uh you know but i felt like that valhalla people love it uh love the setting um, but at the same time, I think some people get uh, a little drained from it. Um, you know, it is it is a big game, and it's not yeah. like you can skip. You you can you can you can plow through it, right? You 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 can push through it, but you're going to be missing out on a ton of the side stories and the side action and and leveling up and powering up your character uh, takes going to those side missions. So yes. you do have to do some of it. So, uh, but good to see they're getting a DLC again. Uh, when I hop back into it, uh, we'll see how far I get. I might pick up the DLC. I did not, uh, you know, pick up the season pass or anything like that. So, mm. uh, but this looks cool. Uh, I'm always big into Druids and the Celtic uh, mythology. Uh, so it might be something that I do uh, pick up and try. So that comes out on May 13th. Thanks. Then we have Monster Harvest. Uh, any ideas on this one, Steel? It's a PC. Uh, Monster Harvest, I'm not completely sure. Okay, um, no big deal. It says it's made by Merge Games, developer Maple Powered Games. Um, okay. I'm not completely sure about Monster Harvest, but those who are familiar with Monster Harvest, check it out. It looks like it's a... <laughs> Like a Pokemon, it's like a Pokemon s kind of game, um, yeah, kind of or uh, maybe like a Bug Snacks kind of game. Um, <laughs> Jesus, per se, I, I don't Bugsnax. know. Bug Snacks, Bug Snacks reference. That doesn't there, there, there we often. go. Oh, Jesus. Uh, but that's what it looks. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not completely sure though. Okay. All right. All right. Before we leave, uh, another PC release um, that comes out May 14th. Uh, Famicom Detective Club: The Girl Who Stands Behind for Switch okay. on May 14th. Famicom Detective Club, The Missing Air for uh, Switch on May 14th. So it sounds like this is part of a series. Uh, okay. Uh, and then we've got, of course, uh, May the 14th. Ooh. The next gigantic release for Ooh. a lot of people. Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Awesome. Ooh, I have been waiting for this one for a long time. Um, and I'm still on the fence because I am a budget gamer. For anybody who knows, I do not have the ability to go buy every single game that comes out. I wish I did. I just don't, especially after last year. It's 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 killed uh things yeah. a lot. Yeah, look at things. Uh, so right. So I gotta I I gotta be careful. There are so many games coming out in the next two months. Uh it's insane. Uh so I do I I I've I've been waiting for Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Uh, I am probably 70% sure I'm going to pick it up at this point, okay. but I don't know because I know for a fact, A, it's going to go on sale at some point, uh, okay. and we'll probably already get a discount up front through uh, Xbox yeah, yeah. Ultimate, Game Pass Ultimate, um, but I also know that probably six months to a year, it's going to drop into EA Play, which is a part of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. This is where Game Pass comes into play. Uh, for for people who still wonder how this 
you know, this plays out in, in somebody's head who cannot afford every single game that comes out. So for me, I have to weigh my options and I have to know, I don't have FOMO much anymore. Mass effect is, is tickling it, right. You know, mm -hmm. fear of missing out right. uh, just because I've been waiting for this to happen for so long. Um, so I am on the fence, but at the same time for me with game pass ultimate, knowing that it is eventually going to be in EA play, I will eventually have the ability to uh, get it through there has me th questioning whether or not I need to spend my money there or put it towards a different game uh, like bio mutant, uh, yeah. you know, uh, mech yeah. warrior five mercs, et cetera. Yes. Right. The games I know that won't necessarily don't have a big chance of coming to game pass. This right. is where the decision-making process goes. So, but I know a lot of people have been waiting on Mass Effect Legendary Edition. We just got news this week. Uh, they put out the performance uh, marks that they're looking for on the consoles, uh, which was also quite interesting. So yes. we'll dive there for a second. Um, so the performance marks, uh, you know, for PS, uh, oh, let's try PS4 Pro is, uh, I believe, 4K... God dang it. I, I'm about to, God, I'm about to pull it, it up here in a second. You're going to pull it up there in a second. Anyways, for PS5, uh, they are shooting for uh, the frame rate mode uh, is going to be 1440p uh, and uh, 60 frames per second. The uh, performance mode uh, with the uh, graphical mode, I should say, is going to be 4K uh, 60. Uh, for series cons uh, for series X, it is going to be for the uh, frame rate mode. It's going to be 1440p and 120. So that difference right there is huge. I cannot wait to try the 120. Uh, that is a big deal uh, for the graphical side of things. It's 4K uh, 60 for the series uh, X. Um, and then uh, do you have them up? Still? Yes. Um, so we got for PlayStation 4. Um, if yeah, you're favoring quality. For PlayStation 4, you're going 30 frames, 1080p. PlayStation 4 Pro, uh, 30 frames, 4K. Uh, PS5 is 60 frames at 4K. Um, it's up to Xbox One is 30 frames, 1080. Xbox One X is 30 at 4K. Um, and then the Series X is up to 60 frames at 4K. And then if you're going to favor frame rate, though, this is where we find some, yep. uh, some dividends. And it's kind of interesting. Um, PlayStation 4... Um, which is still crazy that they're going to be able to do this on the PlayStation 4, um, up to 60 FPS, 1080. That's which is dope for those who haven't oh, who haven't yeah, jumped into the series absolutely. want the update. That's still dope. Um, 1080p on the uh, 1440p on the PlayStation 4 Pro at 60. On um, the PS5, up to 1440p 60. Okay, um, all right. Xbox One, uh, 60 frames, 1080p. The One X, again. 1440 60 fps um that's for also for the series s and then on the series x this is where things kind of change a little bit you're getting 1440p at 120 frames right exactly uh, and this goes back i know i know right and a lot of people thought it was the tools uh out the gate um, but again, what this actually is, is all that backwards compatibility yes. stuff that Microsoft has been doing. Xbox has been doing for years. This, this goes back to, uh, last gen when they were pushing with the one X, um, the, uh, 120 frames. And there was mm -hmm. a lot of people that questioned why they, they pushed the developers to make sure the games were open for that when that console was not, uh, 
didn't have the ability to really do 120. Right. And this is why, because these games are, are based upon the last gen, right? So uh, these cross-gen titles like this. So when a developer goes in to make a game, unlock frame rates from last gen, right? Open, yeah. uh, you know, that kind of stuff. What happens is it actually, the Series X, it allows the Series X to take advantage of its newfound power in this next gen and then push the game as hard as it can push it. Whereas with the PlayStation side of things, they are locked into place. And that's why you're starting to see some of these differences with uh, some of these games coming out now at this point. It it doesn't necessarily have, this is not an indication of the tool set yet. Mm -hmm. This is an indication of Microsoft and Xbox's forward thinking uh, from last gen looking ahead to now. And that's why uh, we are seeing this difference. It is a great option to have more options, the better when it comes to this stuff. I am so happy that we have this ability and I can't wait to try this out. But obviously, again, just just the game itself, Mass Effect Legendary, Mass, you know what, Porsche Power, Ains, he's in the chat right now. He dropped by. Thanks. Buddy, you and I both know Mass Effect 1 is the GOAT. So oh, period, gosh. point blank. Hey, don't we're wor- not going to start that Hey, don't worry. But- I'll find out next <laughs> Friday whether it. Mass you Effect 1 or 2 is the GOAT. Because unlike most people, apparently, I am not uh, familiar with the Mass Effect series. Again, it came out in a time where I was crazy. a heavy multiplayer so uh, gamer. I, I never considered we're even so playing lucky. Mass Effect. Um, So the fact that I'm going to be able to go back and play it, not only updated, the gameplay is updated, not only graphically looking better, um, but also getting the frame boost again, I'm, I'm on PC, so I'm gonna get that regardless, but having those options that con- the, the console players having these, these options is amazing. And it's a feat within itself. Um, Correct. I'm excited about it just because I keep hearing, uh, people say how great the series is. Um, so now to be finally where I'm at a point where I'm going back and reaching into games that i haven't played i was actually considering again because that talk about mass effect that jumped up before the legendary edition was announced um i was already considering going back um but people were like oh well you know one you know the gameplay isn't all that great um so it's like well if the gameplay wasn't that great then why do y'all like two so but you know what i'm saying so you know that whole conversation starts so Hey, look out for that review. I'm uh, still Ray is going to be doing a review on Mass Effect. Uh, probably, you are so probably lucky, brother. I'm so jealous of you that you're going to experience Mass Effect for the first time. I still yes. can't believe you haven't. But yeah, I mean, the fact that you get to experience it for the first time in the best light possible. Yeah. It's exciting, man. Lucky. It's, ex- lucky, it's, man. it's exciting. I'm, I'm, re- I'm ready for it. Um, again, it's all based off of this is another, it's another one of those games where, um, all the hype that I have for it is built off of other gamers who have yep. had this experience. Who were fi- they, the last time I heard people be this passionate about a series um, was Breath of the Wild. Before that, it was uh, Gears. Before that, it was Halo. Like, there's only so many series that get this uh, interaction with people, um, and it's usually me. And it's usually from. It's usually they're coming from a good place. Um, so I'm excited to jump into it. Um, Man, it's yeah. it's an exciting time. It's an exciting. Time. It's 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 going to be beautiful for you, man. Again, this is one of those. This is one of those franchises uh, that, in the history of the industry, is one of the one of those ones that you absolutely, if you are a gamer, if you love, in any way, shape, or form, sci-fi, you you absolutely have to give Mass Effect 
the series Thanks. ago because it is one of the greatest stories. I'm still mad they never turned it into a movie. I think it could be one of the greatest sci-fi movie trilogies ever made if they did it right. Mm-hmm. Um, it is just one of those. It is Bioware at its peak um, and creating something special and memorable. And again, we can we can have talks about which one is the greatest of all time. We can have talks about three not necessarily living up to everybody's expectations, mm-hmm. all that stuff. But but if you take the trilogy as a whole, and again, drama Andromeda is is not a part of this conversation. Okay, that's just just avoid that thing. Um, but anyways, the trilogy as a whole, one, two, and three, is mm-hmm. just some of the greatest experiences that you can have in, in video gaming um you know again that's a personal opinion all opinions are subjective um and arbitrary but at the same time uh you know you can talk to like you said steel you've heard this from so many gamers yeah exactly bunch, and bunch. most gamers who are into this type of game will tell you that that it is one of the greatest trilogies of all time uh, fantastic so big 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 release uh, and I'm talking. The more I talk about it, Steel, and the more I hear it, you talk about, the more I'm more likely to Isn't, buy it. Can't you create? Can't you create your own character? Right? You create your own uh, character, yeah, you, right? Yeah, you create it's your own character, but... and it carries. Yeah, it's Shepard, but you can you can customize your Shepard. Okay, okay. So your Shepard can be different from everybody else, and then and you can carry Shepard was... carries over from game to game. So okay, if you play number another... one. Yep, it carries over number two. Some of your decisions, uh, you know, re- okay. are reflected in the beginning of number two uh, as you roll into that. So yes, another cool aspect of this, game. which is a bit, which is a major reasons um, why I, I was highly considering jumping into it because I like, th- I love when games do that. Um, when oh, yeah. you, when they give you a series, kind of what again, I mean, that's why we play these series, right? You get con- get this connection to the main character of that line, and then you want to follow the game all the way through to see where the story goes. Um, and so right. to hear that. That you could not only make your own character, but also the decisions that you make within the game carry over from game to game is amazing to me. Um, because the fact that they were doing that, Bioware was doing this then, um, mm-hmm. shows you where games could go now. Um, especially uh, with all the technology that we've have, um, especially with all the AI improvements that they're having, the Nemesis systems like the Nemesis system, um, that are just evolving the constant, um, our constant interactions with the world, um, yeah. that we get that we delve into. It's 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 an amazing thing, man. Um, it really is. You see people in the chat, you know what I mean? They're they're, they're saying it too. Like we got people that you know, Joe Dumbo, he's he's pre-ordered it already. You know what I'm saying? So people go, people hype you know what i'm saying um and i'm i'm hype i'm 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 hype based off of everybody else's hype and i'm ready to find out whether mass effect one or two is the true mass effect god so <laughs> and, and thank thank you Dragonheart uh yobi for correcting me he says all of your decisions made even okay. the side missions the majority of them will be mentioned throughout oh, the damn. series um I didn't remember it as all, but I obviously uh, believe you, Dragonheart. It's been a long time since I, I played the Mass Effect series, so um, thank you for uh, correcting me on that. I appreciate you, brother. Uh, if, if that is the case, that's even... I, again, I remember being a lot, and it affected a ton if you did it that way. And again, you don't have to. You can play them out of order if you want to. Um, but again, that's the cool part. If you take that uh, if you take that route and play one through three uh, in or, in chronological order, then your decisions do carry over. So hey, cool, okay. just awesome. Uh, again, the more I talk about it, the more likely I am to buy Excited it. Excited to get, yeah. I'm, I'm already, I'm already, yes, yes. The itch gets stronger and stronger. I'll, I'll be, I'll be there. 
Yeah, I know. I know you will be, man. I can't, I, I can't wait to hear what you think about it. I can't wait. Uh, last one for the week. Uh, Subnautica uh, comes out on the Switch May 14th. Subnautica is a game that is already released on Xbox and PlayStation. It is finally coming uh, to uh, Switch. Subnautica is a uh, open world action survival uh, type game. Obviously, uh, as you can tell by the name, it takes place mostly underwater. Um, I've delved a little bit into it on PlayStation uh, 4 uh, back in the day. Um, it's not, it's, it, it's a pretty good game. If you're into survival games, uh, it, it's a, it's definitely a pretty good game. Um, and they also have DLC coming out or the next expansion, say the next game, the yeah, next expansion. Um, and that is Subnautica Below Zero uh, coming out on May 14th for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Uh, so again, if you guys are into open world survival games, Subnautica is one to check out. Uh, really good uh, reviews on that game, uh, and it is kind of cool because it is uh, underwater. So it is it, it, the graphics are pretty cool on it too. So actually, for underwater stuff, it looks really good. So uh, that's it uh, for this week in releases. Uh, Steel, we just covered uh, everything. Let's see. Yep, we did. So we are yep. all set to go. Uh, man, 40, 49 minutes already, Steel, and we just talked about the new releases. Yeah, I mean, but this we we were also having we were also having good conversation um in between. Yeah. I mean, and I, again, that's something that I feel like is important um to just to break it up um because I also want to acknowledge the chat um yeah let's see I, who's in chat huh um we, we're definitely gonna do that uh, but I just feel like it's important to get the get to get these things across to not only have topics or talk about games or whatever the case might be but to have actual conversation um not everything has to be like oh uh, we, we stop talking no we, we gotta move on um sometimes let's just have a natural conversation let's talk about games we're excited about the games that are upcoming we're excited about the games that are releasing um and let's have that conversation i mean okay, i still stop talking let's move on you know what i quit <laughs> all right guys it's no longer split screen no it's just screen it's just screen, <laughs> it's just screen. now it's just screen it's now living screen. um <laughs> but no but it's because it, it's exciting to see when you mention games like mass effect um even if it's an older game and it's getting remastered or whatever however people feel about it people are in the chat like man i'm excited i pre-ordered seeing these types of things this is the whole point of us doing it um you know what i mean to have these conversations and i'll and i'll dive into this a little a little bit later um probably as we get towards the end of the show um about after we talk about the other things we'll end up getting getting into um because that might be what i roll into next but it's 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 just important to be able to have an open conversation have an open mind uh and just to remember that not everything that happens within our gaming space has to be personal emotionally driven uh and can be subjective um again we're all coming from different opinions different spaces not everybody has to like what you like and you don't have to like what everybody else likes um it is what it is you know what i mean uh but again that's a, that's where that goes from there now no it is not the ready player one this is the two-player podcast uh, <laughs> psycho oh uh, but yeah man just to acknowledge some people in the chat because guess what I am getting ready to drop the Star Wars Battlefront 2 code in the chat within the oh, next God. 30 seconds. Y'all be ready. Console, anybody with a series console, try out 120 Battlefront friends. 2 Star Wars. It, it, oh, God. And it looks so good. The graphics, everything about it looks fantastic. It is crispy. And 120 feels immaculate. Yes. I absolutely love playing Battlefront 2 again. And 
guess what? You can find games all the time. The servers are pretty full, uh, which is which is crazy. That game made a huge comeback uh, after how it started out. Uh, fantastic game. So again, dropping a call for Battlefront Two. I believe this is uh, on Xbox, correct? Yes, it is on it, it is on X, Xbox. X, X, and at any X, moment X, now, like right now, I'm gonna pretend that I'm hitting a button as I enter this code. Excuse the sweat under my armpits, cause I'm energized this morning. There goes that code. Y'all better get in that chat. Get it. Tell your mom, your dad, your sis, your sister, your step pops, whoever that Star Wars Battlefront 2 just went live on the Living Split Screen Morning Show. Y'all hit that like button, share it out. Tell your best friends about it, man. And let's get the let's get the people involved. I want to see more people get involved with the chat. Y'all are already super active, man. It doesn't get any better than this. This is why we do it. Look, ATL just hopped into the chat. Marion the Mad's here, been here. Boogeyman, Psycho, Stubbs, Dragonheart Yobi, as uh, as my guy Mag says, Joe Dunmore. Uh, then we got G-Bone. <laughs> that was pretty close, actually. It, it was close, I, I try. Um, Muppet, Stubbs, again, I believe I said that. Trevor, let's keep going up the list. Trevor, Who else is yeah. here? Hey, if, if you're here, type what's up in the chat. Let us know how you're feeling, how you're feeling about this show. As we Stanley get into the Francois here. Stanley Francois. I love that name. Francois. I, I like That's it because I, I, I can add that extra Schwab at the end. You know, Stanley Francois. <laughs> anyway hopefully you like that stanley um but anyway that's just the first code of this morning we got one more code coming um and it's going to be i'll let you guys know right now outlast 2 make sure that y'all are tuned in again share it out hit that like button and pay attention to the chat again if you have not got that battlefront 2 code for xbox it is i'm gonna hit it one more time and put it in the chat make sure y'all grab it as, but as we move forward, Pong, what do you want to get into now, man? I know you were talking about some reviews. Resident Evil just came out. Um, speaking of we're reviews, coming. it has some solid reviews. I believe Resident Evil right now is sitting at about a 85, 86 Metacritic. Uh, let me yeah, type that good. in. Uh, let me the check on that real quick, like. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's definitely getting good reviews. I think it was sitting at 84 or 85. I think you were correct about that. Personally, I don't care um, about Metacritic. Again, um, no, I neither do I, but it, it is what it is. And I do, so it, and I do kind of want to lead uh, lead up with that real quick. Uh, again, let me show you guys yeah. this real quick so you can see Metacritic's got it at 85. Look, man, um, I just want to kind of get this off my chest, and I'm going to constantly re- 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 reiterate this um, before Pong gets into um, his his uh we're gonna we'll say it's a rant but it might not be he might he might, he might be feeling a little chill let's get but some I, ideas let's but, get I, some ideas. but i know he feels passionate about what he's about to get into um so as i get him hyped up with this look metacritic for me personally is extremely irrelevant to me i do not care about what metacritic thinks i care i like to see the same way that I go on Amazon or I go on Best Buy or I go on Walmart. I like to look at the reviews and get people's opinions because that's what it's for. Let me spell that out. O-P-I-O-N. I, I spelled it wrong. Sorry. Excuse me because I can't spell opinions right now because I'm trying to talk at the same time. I sound like a fucking idiot, but it's okay. <laughs> it's okay uh, opinions y'all know y'all know y'all know how to spell opinions if you don't know how to spell opinions i'll spell it for you later um i'll spell it in the chat if you really don't think i can spell it look <laughs> it is all based off opinions and i don't know about y'all but i have been gaming for long enough 
to know what game I'm going to like or what game I'm not going to like, what I'm interested in or what I'm not interested in, what I'm feeling or what I'm not feeling based off of whatever review that I look at. Um, I look at gameplay, I look at written reviews, I look at, especially if it's a game that I feel like I'm interested in, um, but I'm not sure. Because typically, games that I'm, that I'm interested in, I buy immediately unless it's in game pass because then i don't have to buy it but typically just the same way i did with outriders the demo convinced me to buy the game and i bought it on pc yeah i could have played it on game pass but guess what i bought it on pc because i believed in the title uh, now i feel kind of whatever about it but it is what it is i mean i can't help that the, it's that's something completely different Again, I made the made the constructive decision to say, hey, I'm invested in it. I like the gameplay. Um, and it's the same thing with any other game. The scores and reviews and whatever else is all based off a of personal opinion. And if you don't have thick enough skin to deal with the opinion or deal with these scores, then maybe you shouldn't be in this area. And that and you have to face that that is okay. But we as gamers have to stop taking Metacritic so serious. The reason I say that is because devs, companies are using Metacritic as a metric to pay people more money, brother. So y'all can sit here and completely bomb a title and guess what? You're gonna end up messing with somebody's pockets because they, the game didn't do well enough because, oh, you want to you get your little hype train behind you and really downplay something that maybe didn't need all the downplay or y'all didn't agree with in review. So you want to put all this smoke behind uh, how you feel because nobody could be subjective anymore. I do not get that. I don't get, I don't get it. We are in a gaming space to be constructive within each other and, and speak our opinions, uh, speak our minds and again, I cannot say it enough to be objective. We deal with enough objectivity in our own life. Why is it that you do the same thing in, in this space? And I know why it's because you spend money, you're involved, you're, you're invested in your services, you're invested in your platform and that's cute. But at the same time, if you're going to call yourself a gamer, you, you cannot sit here and be like, Oh, I didn't buy it. Cause the medic meta score was, it was trash. If you use better scores to determine whether you, what game you're gonna buy or not, I cannot take you seriously. Now, if you told me you looked at a review, you looked at some gameplay, and you made your own educated decision, depend depending on uh, dependent on how you feel about games, what you like about gaming, and what you are into, I can right. take that a hundred percent serious. Everything else is opinions, and y'all have to understand that. But mm -hmm. Now, Pong, now that I've hyped you up, man, uh, we were talking in the background a little bit um, and, and me messing up, me smelling opinions. Like, uh, hopefully they're, they're talking some smack about that in the chat. Okay, I put it in there for everybody. Oh, so perfect, you know perfect. I, I might even <laughs> drop the web, the web definition in there just so we have all, all, the, <laughs> all the platforms crossed. Uh, but now that I've hyped you up, man, um, and got you, got you oh, I'm not going to say I got you riled up, but put some energy in there. We talked a little bit in the background um, about how you were kind of feeling about reviews and you had an idea. Yeah. What you thinking? Yeah. Man? So man, um, so this topic came up this week and it's kind of an interesting topic because uh, you know, obviously been gaming for a long time, 40 plus years now. So I've been through all the stages of gaming and one of the stages is reviews and, and you know, people it's changed a lot 
through the decades, right? Um, you know, back in the day, we used to sit around and wait for a magazine to come out uh, with the reviews. And those reviews were written by people. Uh, it was a much smaller, obviously, uh, community, uh, not really even a community at the time, because we didn't have the the connection that we do now, uh, per se, with social media, right? Hold on so, real quick, uh, Pong. Yeah. Stubbs Gaming has received the oh. Star Wars Battlefront 2 code. Congrats, my guy. You get the live hand claps. Congratulations, Stubbs. Get that live hand clap, man. That's awesome. That is badass. Marion, again, thank you for that, for that code and for just continuing to show the support. Much love. Again, Pong, didn't want to interrupt you, but I wanted to make oh, sure no, no, that we pointed right. out that Stubbs got that code. Absolutely. Much Absolutely. Love. Of course. No, we got to shout that out. Um, so the, the point being is, is that it's changed a lot. And again, we didn't really have a community like we do nowadays, but right. reviews, we used to wait for the magazines and the yes. magazines were, you know, you had maybe, you know, two to three, depending on where you were, depending on where you shopped at two to three major magazines. We had like electronic gaming monthly uh, was obviously a huge one at the time. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so the, the point being is we waited around and, and then we would read these reviews. Well, these reviews were done by, you know, professionals yep. uh, who, uh, had been in the gaming space for quite a while. Um, I remember, you know, Game Informer obviously is another big one that came a little bit later. Uh, but they usually had people uh, who had been playing uh, games uh, for quite a long time, doing a full, you know, review. Usually breaking it down by graphics, by gameplay, uh, by music. You yes. know, they, they would they would spread it out. So we've Fact. seen the evolution of reviews. Okay, I've gotten to the point where in my life where I don't care what somebody else thinks uh, about a game. Um, you know, like you were just speaking on, uh, you know, again, I don't take Metacritic, uh, for anything more than a bunch of words, uh, you know, and, and to give different perspectives, uh, but I only take the, the reviews that actually, I honestly know the people, uh, are, are being truthful or they're giving a, you know, they're known for giving a good opinion on games, right? That's what I look for. Now I look for people who I generally, uh, trust, uh, to nice. provide, provide this because again, this is an arbitrary opinion. Okay, this is an arbitrary score. Now, the thing with reviews is we can have discussion of whether or not they're important. Again, for me personally, they're not important in the decision process of whether or not I'm going to actually buy a game. Okay, okay. Um, they it, it doesn't mean anything. Now, if I'm on the fence with a game, if I if I'm curious about a game again, I will go to people that I trust or people yes. that I like their writing, their writing style. Oh, I understand, uh, you know how they play games because I've read their reviews for a while. So I get a good feeling about where they're at and they match me in similar style. I look for that to get a good opinion and to say, okay, you know, if I'm on the fence, Hey, maybe I do want to try this game out. Right. So that's how I do reviews for me personally, but I still think reviews have an important part in this uh, space. I think there is still important yes. uh, to the gaming industry as a whole. Now, we know for a fact that some devs are paid out based upon Metacritic, yes. right? We, we know this, that the, it's in their contracts. And so for them, it's vital, right? Mm -hmm. and, and I think that we need to standardize a review process, okay? Yes. Uh, no, I think that we have a rating system right now. We have the ESRB that was created to create ratings Spit for bars. every game. And, and it's generally accepted amongst obviously across the world right. there's different ratings boards for different parts of the world uh because you know obviously different parts of the world view things differently but again that's the point of fact is the video game when that all went down and the video game industry had to come up with some type of ratings 
uh, system. They got together, they created a board. It's a standardized board. It's generally agreed upon. You know, mm -hmm. you don't hear about too many games, uh, developers or publishers coming out and fighting whatever rating they got from the ESRB, right? right? It, it just doesn't happen very often. So for me, I don't see why we can't come up with a similar standard for reviews, okay? And this is a thought that's been going through my head all week, actually. Um, I think that there is a big enough pool of reviewers out there right now, and there's okay. a big enough pool of uh, veteran reviewers that have a longstanding history uh, within the industry. Uh, and you can go back and look at a big body of their work, and you could go ahead and judge them based upon their body of work and come up with a list of people who could become certified reviewers uh, and you know, whatever you want to call it, you know, but again, it would be kind of prestigious for the people who actually do get into this certified group of reviewers. Mm -hmm. But what you could do within that group is you could break them down to people who like to play first person shooters, who enjoy first person shooters, people who enjoy RPGs, people who enjoy platformers. You could break it down and get back to the old style of review where people who enjoyed the games they were reviewing actually gave the reviews right and i'm not talking okay. about enjoying that specific game okay i'm not i'm not talking about that i'm not talking about everybody giving glowing reviews all the time that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about people who actually enjoy the style the type the the genre of game that they're playing so that when they go into that game review it's already not a negative mm -hmm. which i see happening all the time now Right. Because we have all these outlets trying to put out reviews, trying to get the clicks, trying to be, you know, first in line when the reviews need to release on the day that the game is coming out. We see that there are people that are being pushed to review games that don't necessarily enjoy that style of game. It's whoever has the time at the, at that moment, yes. right? Versus back in the day where it was planned out. Okay, so, you know, again, Steel, you, you like first-person multiplayer shooters, right? So we're going to have you review the new Call of Duty. We're going to have you review the new Battlefield, mm -hmm. right? You're going to be the man right. for those because you've been playing them for, you know, 15, 20 years. Right. You know the ins and outs of first-person shooters. You know what they're supposed to feel like, all that good stuff. You're going to write there. You know, me, Pong, you're going to write RPG reviews because mm -hmm. you love RPGs, right? We know that you've been playing them for a long time. I think the point of fact is that we got to find a group and certify a group of reviewers. And I, I can't believe, I, honestly, I can't believe since the dev contracts are written like this, that the, some of them are based upon reviewers, that this hasn't been a push yeah. for something like this to standardize this. But I think you could find a group across the entire globe. Again, we're... we're we're now we, we've got social media. We are now a worldwide community, right? You find people from across the world who specialize in certain games who have been writing reviews for a long time. You look at their body of work and you you can go ahead and hand select a group of reviewers that review the games coming out, and they would be the certified scores. They would nice. be the ones that dictate the actual, you know, how the devs are paid out if they are based upon that, but they would be a group of reviewers that you could go to as individuals and and trust that you were getting a upfront. Again, at the end of the day, it's still going to be an arbitrary opinion. At the end of the day, it's still going to be an arbitrary grade or score or whatever you're going to do, right? It's still going to be opinion-based. It does not matter. But if you did this and you knew that you had a group of people that were fair, that were knowledgeable, mm -hmm. uh, that were, uh, you know, again, uh, 
into whatever game that they were buying that that genre that style that they were going to be able to give a actual you know a really good uh look at that game versus a crapshoot of whether or not we've got somebody who hates first person shooters you know uh, reviewing call of duty um i think that's the direction that this probably needs to go um, I think that would probably solidify and give some validation back to reviewers because they've lost a lot. Metacritic has done more to damage the reviewing community than anything else, right? I, I think Metacritic right. itself is destroying uh, credibility uh, amongst reviewers. Um, and again, that's not to take away from anybody who does reviews in any way, shape, or form. There's a lot of good people out there. Shout out to Ains and Porsche Power uh, you know, in, in the chat. Excellent his, reviews. His site, Season Gaming, those guys do it the right way. They Iron all Iron Lords. Again, we go down the list. We know of these people, but again, the mainstream reviewers, the ones that people wind up finding, mm -hmm. the 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 you know the the more casual people who are not a part of our community, who don't seek out real real information, they just go to the main sources, mm -hmm. are getting a lot of garbage. They're, they're getting a lot of nonsense when it comes to these reviews and obviously Metacritic being the main hoarder of all this garbage, because that's where everybody, even the casuals know Metacritic just because it's a, it's a, it, you know, obviously it's a site that has gotten uh, notoriety uh, because yes. of the fact that it has become such a big part of the conversation everywhere when it comes to scoring and it's wrong. So again, reviewers, it's always going to be an opinion, Facts. Um, but it does have a place. And I think that in order to bring back uh, some credence to what they have to say, to bring back uh, some uh, you know validity to the review process, I mm -hmm. think certifying uh, a group of people to become uh, actual, you know, again, worldwide certified reviewers, whatever you want to call it, like the ESRB, like the rating boards around the world, I think would go a long way to helping the industry. And I think it, it's definitely something that that should be looked at. And that was just my idea. So um, that's where I'm at with it. To add, to add on to your idea, because I, I, what you what you was, uh, I'm definitely picking up what you were putting down because you, you had some excellent, you definitely had some excellent ideas. Uh, I think what would add on to help with that too, man, is the fact if they had something like playtime or something or something of that matter uh, to, to be added in something that you can't fake like because if and if you faked it um or if you tried to pretend or whatever, whatever you did, if you um if you weren't able to back up your playtime, um, we then your credibility as a reviewer would also be taken away. Um, because, yeah. I mean, if you spend 20, 30 hours with the game, I'm pretty sure you understand the basic principle of what the game is. You can give me um, an, at least a small review, uh, and not, not necessarily because you can't do a review of a game that you necessarily haven't beaten, but you can give your... What's the, what's the word for it? Well, you can give, like, your perspective or your... Um, as a as a certain term that I'm looking for, um, reviewing pro. Let's just say reviewing progress, um, or call it reviewing progress. Or don't be so worried about getting the review out day one if you didn't get the game in time and you don't have enough time to beat the game. And it's your job as reviewers to make sure that you get the best possible review out there from your opinion. Then don't I like then don't release it day one. Take right, some extra right. day, take some extra time, make sure that your review is complete, completely reflects your perspective um, and your overall thoughts on the game in total. 
and then move from there. Because again, I do agree, you cannot overall review a game if you have not beaten it. People have spent, people have gotten three-fourths three fourths through a game, and then at the end of the game, there's a game-breaking bug, and then but they're giving it 90s. And it's like, that's not a, that's not a 90. You can't get to the end of the, if I get to the end of the game and I can't finish because, because the game keeps crashing, that's not a 90. It's a, it's a 70 or, or whatever, whatever the grade is. It takes marks off because it's, it's a negative reflection. And then it kind of takes away from you as the reviewer. I have to question you now because it's like, okay, well, did you play it through it? Like through and through? Or did you did you take the time out to say, hey, this is a review in progress. This is how I'm feeling about it right now. Like there's different avenues, like you were saying, to do something like the ESRB. Like we do not question that. We oh. just take it for what it is. Now, do people go by it? No, no, nobody goes by it. Well, people, nobody, but it, but it's there. But right? it's there. It doesn't. You can't argue there, with it right. though. It, like it's standardized. Nine, nine out of ten Correct. times, you cannot argue with the ESRB's ratings. If a game's rated M for mature, it's rated M for. It's definitely an M title. Like this game that I have playing in the background, it's a rated M game. It's Dead Space. There's blood. There's gore. There's, it gets crazy. So you already have this expectation of what's you're uh, of what you're looking for right and it should be the same things for reviews again it's okay to 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 be it's okay to be emotionally involved because again you're you're going to feel some kind of way about something that you're spending money on spending time on again you do not get time back so right. when you get into games again we talk about reviews people give returnal high reviews but did not say that the game crashes, that you cannot move forward, that you will lose your data if the game crashes. You know what I'm saying? They didn't say that in the review. Nobody, nobody knew until the game came out. People didn't really know what the game was until the game came out. And people downplayed the reviews that were actually meaningful. Um, and, then, and then look where, look where we're at now. Now, yeah, now things are getting fixed, but it's like, dude, you, the game's been out. The game was out for a week, and people were dealing with being worried about playing playing the game uh, to due to losing their data or whatever else the case might be. Um, again, it's just there's so much that goes in reviews, man. Pay attention, make your own educated decisions. Again, um, rolling with an idea like Pawns, I feel like that would be an, be an easy solution. Yeah, it's um, just an idea. I mean, it's just know? an idea because again, like you said, it would standardize everything, uh, Steel, from the standpoint that we could have it so that they, you know, these reviewers would have to show their hours played, right? It would just, it would, it would bring legitimacy. You could have them so they had to show hours, had to show completion. You know, they would, again, these would be people that were just picked out to be one group. Again, it wouldn't take away from any other reviewers. Other reviewers can continue to do what they do. Thanks. Absolutely, we find our favorites. And 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 Ains, I, I would put Season Gaming up there to be one of the certified. So there you go. So <laughs> I, <laughs> that's, that's I know some people are, I know, I know Mav, Mav and Lady are going back and forth that we're going to have some apps that he could see these reviewers showing up in their robes. Oh, uh, uh, you know, sitting, sitting at around this round a, table. A, a table at a big castle. That's <laughs> not, you know, again, I'm not always for, you know, standardization and all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff either. And again, this would not take away from the rest of the reviewers. Reviewers can right. continue to do what they do. All I'm saying is just to have one group of, of, of trusted reviewers who have put in uh, the time and the work. Uh, and, and it is something that you, you could say, look, if you're just looking for a great review that we, 
we know because here's the deal they give off you know they give off other stats they they have they have you know obviously stated that they love the the genre that they're mm-hmm. reviewing and all that kind of stuff and just set a, a just kind of a standardization again it would just give people a good source to go to yeah. people could still go outside of that and find whoever they like the reviews coming from i mean again like i said personally for me i could care less I do read the people that I like and the people that I love. I review, I read their reviews and I trust their reviews. Um, but I more so just read them to get a different perspective and to see what other people are feeling about the game, not to validate my purchase, not, you know, not to give me that feeling like, Oh, I'm so glad I bought this game. Cause other people are loving it. I don't care. I, I really don't um, at, at the end of the day, but I just think that, you know, having that would bring, get rid of this whole Metacritic uh, problem that we now have and for the developers that are paid based upon ratings, it would give them some stability where they knew who was going to be reviewing their games. And they knew, you know, obviously that the scores were going to be trustworthy, not just a random conglomerate of a bunch of different people from, you know, that might have their own biases. Everybody's going to have their biases. But again, right. that not the Metacritic system that we have right now, which is which is which is garbage. So, yeah, no, nah, that's, and that's all, a fact. That was just my idea. And, and, just and, one and idea. And that's and that's a fact. I mean, again, uh, I seen lady, lady lady in the chat talking while she actually reads reviews and, and everything too. That's another thing that's important, man. Um, actually reading, not just right. reading the headlines, reading Correct. the entire review to get to make sure that you can make it a formed opinion based on that review if you're going to take that into consideration so um again man those things are important uh man again we, we're not we're knocking it out the park it's important stuff that i feel like people should pay attention to uh and again is what it is look man again beautiful people in the chat i appreciate you guys being with us uh living split screen in the morning man again 9 a.m central 10 a.m eastern 3 p.m uk time Tell your friends, tell your buddies, uh, get them in here, man. Every Saturday, me and Pong are here to bring in that energy, bring in that live raw and uncut aesthetic that I, I feel like me and Pong really bring. Um, and it's all organic, man. This is all this is authentic. Uh, it's energetic. It's authentic. Uh, uh, and I can keep, I can keep, I can keep going going down the line. It's, it's like, it's, I'm repeating. It's like, you even repeat some words sometimes because it's, it's again, those are the, those are like the focus points, right? Um, we don't have enough of it. And again, that's why, that's, that's why we're here to put, to, to really interject ourselves in, into the scene, um, and really get people to understand our passion, our love and, uh, our energy for it. Again, much love to everybody here. Hit that like button and share this out. Um, or sub if you're new here and man, let's, let's keep it. Let's keep it rolling. Pong. Look, yeah, man. What, what should it. we roll into next, man? There's a, there's a couple options. Uh, we could talk a little bit Dang. about Epic and the Apple thing. We could talk about the misunderstanding from the guy, the dev from Halo, the artist actually from Halo, um, who said to not expect extravagant things um, from Halo Infinite. <laughs> you want to dive into that one? You want to dive into that we, one? We oh, might, we might, man. we might as well. Look, uh, look. Yeah, um, let's go see. Ahead. Well, go go ahead and start it off, um, and I'll and I'll jump in because I, I want to make sure. Do you know his name by chance? Off just offhand. Off chance? No, but it was from a site, Bill, was it Bill Bill? Billy Bill? Bill Bill? Something like that. I put it, uh, I sent you the, I think, I sent you one of the links in the chat for the uh, rebuttal this morning, or into the DM from the rebuttals this morning. 
okay okay but um because that's 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 where i because he put out a Thanks. video this morning um talking about what happened uh oh that was it you didn't bring this up actually just to rewind it back um because i know you wanted to talk a little bit about the cold colin moriarty thing and what he brought up um, oh yeah, yeah, that was, yeah. That I mean, was we, tying we, into our whole review thing too. Yeah, right? that was tying into the review thing. So uh, Colin Moriarty uh, also came out with, uh, and, and, you know, whatever you whatever you uh, feel about Colin Moriarty, I think the you know the man's got some good points, and uh, he is very um, let's say that he's very thoughtful in his points. So again, you can agree or disagree with Colin Moriarty. Uh, no taxation uh, for you those of you on Twitter. Um, again, the guy is very very thoughtful and he goes through his opinions and he comes out on the other side uh and you know whatever he says he believes okay yes. so i like mm -hmm. yes I, I like it um he doesn't spit things just to spit things and see what sticks it, it's something that he has definitely dealt with feeling mm -hmm. yes correct correct um and so he came out with the uh tweet yesterday and, and part of his video and we won't watch his video but you want me to read um it? yeah go ahead you go ahead and read it steel Ooh, look Colin Moriarty, man, um, he had this to say. Gaming critics should embrace the gig they signed up for or make room for those who will do the job properly with passion and knowledge. Our industry embraces laziness and excuse making to a scary degree. You can't, you can't get any more raw and uncut than that right there. That, that's like him flat out saying what it is. Right? Yes. So again, uh, you know, just to go back, I guess we'll just end it on this. But again, this is just another perspective of somebody who's been in the industry for an extremely long time, um, who has insider knowledge, who worked at IGN, uh, who has worked many places and knows what it's like uh, from the inside out. Uh, but again, the fact is, is that he's even saying that, that we need to get back to the point, and that's what I started the conversation on, is back in the day when you waited for those magazines, the guys that were writing for those magazines were making piddly. They were making nothing. They were doing it because they loved. Yeah. Much like everybody out here doing YouTubers, all this kind of stuff, they were doing it because they loved it. But again, they were very passionate, and they they expected a certain level out of their own reviews. They expected us. They had a certain uh, amount of, of, of uh, respect for not only themselves, but for their readers that they wanted to make sure that they never let down. Right. And so they mm -hmm. always made the decisions that like, again, there was kind of a standard back then that if you liked RPGs and you were a reviewer, you would review the RPGs. If you did not like platformers, you were not going to review the latest platformer that they would have somebody else within that, whether it was EGM or whatever the case may be PC monthly, whatever you were mm -hmm. reading back then. Uh, game informer that they would not review outside of what they like because again that's going to cause a negative light on your review right out the gates and i think that's what colin is saying here we now have which is fantastic we have access to more and more reviewers every day uh there are more and more people who can jump in and start reviewing again you can jump in tomorrow and start reviewing and start posting stuff everywhere you could right. become the next you know, greatest thing uh, in the world, right? Uh, just just from that aspect, because you have access to social media now, um, which is fantastic. Again, that there's no denying that. But again, the the big outlets uh, have strayed away from what made them big back in the day. Uh, whether it is their reviews, whether it is their opinions, they have a lot of people who necessarily don't always seem to come across 
and again, this is no slight on anybody specifically. It just seems they have a lot of people that are out of place uh, at their at their websites, at you know wherever they are giving their opinions, giving their reviews. They, they have people that just seem out of touch and out of place. Right. And I think Colin is just saying, look, if you're not in it for this, you know, again, we, we we've seen this with with some reviews over the past couple of weeks. Uh, there's some people that you know interjected political stuff into the reviews. It seems like a lot of people wanted to get into journalism. Yep. Not necessarily game journalism, right? They wound up in game journalism because there's open spots. And it seems like there's a lot of people here that may not have the passion for the industry that the rest of us do. And it comes across in their reviews, in their writing, um, in what they're saying. And I think Colin's saying those people need to get out of the road and let people who really want to be here in this industry, uh, you know, and, and reviewing and doing these kinds of things, writing articles, I, let them it into the space uh, and lead the way because that's what we need. Yes. And, and I think that's where he was going with that. hundred percent, hundred percent agree. Um, and, and, and better words couldn't be said themselves again. It, it, that same sentiment carries over into this podcasting space too. Um, it's, it's, it's genuinely how I feel. Um, uh, I don't agree with everything that Colin says, but in this instance, um, he's speaking the gospel, man. I mean, that's exactly what it is. Um, and it should be carried over into any space. Um, just be, just be wary, keep things in mind, um, and, and form your own opinions. But as we move forward, Let's get let's talk a little bit about this Halo thing. I, I found I found the uh the content that I was looking for. Um and I also found the name. Uh, <laughs> so let's see. Lynn. His name is Lynn. Uh I, I had his first name up here. I don't know what what happened to it. Um <laughs> But let's see, Eric Lynn, there we go. He is a former 343 industry skybox artist, Eric Lynn. Um, look, from what I found on LinkedIn, uh, I believe he last worked with the company last month, which was in April. Uh, so he, it can, from what I know, it seems like he just recently left. And he had a few choice things to say. Now he came, he came out with a video this morning um, to basically put some things to bed. Um, and he was saying that overall, that some things were taken out of perspective, even though overall, and what, it, what he said in this article that I'm gonna pull up and show you guys, um, that there wasn't nothing wrong that he said, it was just his opinion, again, crucifying people for their opinion. So um, let me pull this back into here real quick if I can. Okay, so as I pull this up, I'm going to read a little bit, a little bit of this to you guys, um, because I, some people may not understand uh, what is going on. So the Skybox artist from 343, he came out and said that his overall feeling on Halo Infinite is that the finished product will be will still be great, noting that massive improvements have been made to both the story and the gameplay. However, he comments that players should not expect an epoch-making masterpiece. He then expands on this by lamenting that the company's executives were overambitious and that because of the game's semi-open world focus, the game and the engine had to be worked on at the same time, resulting in a rocky development process. Lynn also notes that the reason the official Halo Infinite gameplay premiere in 2020 was so underwhelming is because many features of Halo Infinite's slip space engine were not fully implemented at that time. Right. Now, 
people, lamenting. I love when they say, use certain words yeah, to get across. Yeah, feeling. exactly. Lamenting. Oh, it's like, such a negative kind of thing. Oh, it, yeah, it, it, com- it, it comes. It yeah, comes across it super does. negative. Um, yeah, it does. And people were running running with this as if. I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna read a little bit more of it also, but people were taking this and saying that oh man we we knew that Halo was in trouble oh it's not gonna be as great as it what whatever it is and let's be honest does any game live up to your expectation most of the times the games that live up to your expectations were games that you weren't even didn't even have an expectation for <laughs> you know what I'm saying right, those right, are the games exactly. that give you a, that set an expectation for you it always ends up that the games that you have an expectation for you end up they end up depending on what level you're at they might not meet that um and us as gamers yeah we can have we can think whatever we could want whatever but it may not necessarily happen so to continue Lynn then talked about how some of the concepts and content that were originally part of the Halo Infinite have been cut during development. Again, this happens, happens in every game. It happens all the time. There are um, system reasons things get held back, design reasons things get held back. There's an idea that was placed in that doesn't work within the environment anymore. There's uh, so many reasons why things get cut back. And again, it's funny, Steele, it's funny mm-hmm. not to interrupt you, no, you but can. it's funny because in this article, anybody who's been in around this industry, anybody who's been a gamer for any amount of time understands this stuff, but they don't even make, a, they make it a point to make that like a big deal by using his quote yes. instead of giving a context that this happens in every, I mean, again, from what we know of, this happens in every yes. single video game. There is going to be stuff that is made that never makes it into the game period for whatever the reason there's always stuff on the cutting room floor this happens in movies this happens in books that's what called that's what editing is this happens in every single facet of any type type of creation right Mm -hmm. is there's going to be stuff that just isn't used but again the way the article's written they try to use that uh to create controversy like oh my god they're cutting things Uh, oh my god it's just so stupid that's exactly what happens everywhere exactly no exactly um and then this is this is see this is part of the statement, and I'm pretty sure not everybody got this far. Maybe you did, um, and didn't use your own brain to try to put try to piece things together. This next statement is what told me that he may feel a little salty. Because again, let me read this statement first. I'm going to repeat what I just said, and I'm going to roll into this next statement. Lynn then talked about how some of the concepts and content that were originally part of Halo Infinite have been cut during development. This, he puts in, that has been put in quotations, so they're saying that this is a quote from him. This has led to some of the things that I have made over the years no one will probably see. He said that he, and he said that. Brother, it is what it is. When you right. say that statement, now you're coming across like you like you're salty. Like some of the right. things that like, oh, you put all this time, and of course, I, I understand. If you're at work and you're investing all this time, energy, effort to you're you're doing this great new thing that you that you're thinking is working out, and then your boss comes over and says, nah, man, that's not gonna work. I need you to completely redo that. You're gonna feel a certain type of way. You know what I'm saying? Because you right, felt right, like you had right, a solid right, idea. Right. And maybe right, and I agree. I agree, Steele, but here, here's the other side, too. And maybe you were just about to touch on this, mm-hmm. too. So sorry I interrupted no, it's you. But my, my, again, this stuff irritates the hell out of me. Number one, this whole thing was translated 
from Mandarin, okay? And everybody who knows Mandarin and knows that the language he is speaks extremely to that too. complicated. And the, and, the, and the guy who translated even said that it may not no, – he tried to translate it, okay? Number number two is the simple fact like 3-Bit was talking last night. If you are – if you work on games and you're you're in the development process, which three bit is right, yes. um, shout out to three bit. I don't know if he's up or not, uh, but uh, if you're in there and you know you know going in that a lot of your work will not make it into the game, right? Nice. It's possible that everything that you do, it may not make it. And if you're in the industry again, you know that that's a part of it. So for him to be like disappointed. Uh, or whatever the case may be, sure, you're going to be disappointed from a personal level. But if you work in the industry, you already know that's a possibility. So mm-hmm. this would not be a big surprise to him, right? This is just something that happens. Right. So, anyways, continue. Um, I mean, but no, exa- exactly what you were, what you were hitting on. Yeah. These things, these things happen again. Not to say that he's wrong, and not to say that he again oh. that he may be completely wrong. But like you said. And like he admitted in this video that I also have pulled up for you guys on screen. If you guys want to check it, check it out. Type in into Google, uh, Billy Billy. Uh, you want to type in uh, the guy's name again? Uh, sorry, I keep forgetting the man's name, man. Um, Lynn, Kevin Lynn, Ke- Eric uh, Lynn. <laughs> Lynn. Um, if you type, yeah, but if, if you type in Lynn into Google and then type in Billy Billy, that's where he uploaded it to because apparently that's a site that's uh, very popular um, where he's at. He he goes through this. It's in English. I know it looks like it's all. Uh, it's not in English right now, but it is. He's he's doing the he's doing the video in English and everything. Um, and he explains that there wasn't his attention that it got blown out of proportion. That that's not essentially what he was saying. That nobody needs to worry about. Oh, that there is that there's just big issue going on at three four three. We do know, and we I will say. I'm pretty sure between me and you both, Paul, we know that there's been too much smoke to believe that everything has been perfect. It hasn't. That's obvious. Um, But not only that, we've had an entire pandemic, almost two years of people not working in an office together. These guys are not shoulder to shoulder. So I don't know what the, I I know y'all expect for games to come out on point and things that not to these games are still coming out with people who are not in office. They're doing things from home, giving you guys content from home still. Yes, some of them are back in office now, but Halo also has 1,200 devs working on it. You cannot tell me that they're not taking this serious. They know from what they've shown that it was, from what they've shown at that last um, E3, again, excuse my sweaty arms, um, from what they shown at that last uh, time that they displayed Halo, that it was not where it needed to be. Should they have shown it? No, no, they shouldn't have. It sh- it should they, I don't understand why nobody looked at the video beforehand. It was like, yeah, uh, let's not show that. But again, it probably it could have been a marketing thing. They probably had things oh, in place. Worry. Don't worry, Steele. Jason Schreier is going to give it all to us. Don't worry. He's already got the plans. <laughs> he, 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 pro- he probably does. He probably does. That's exactly why he put out the tweet he did yesterday. Yeah, exactly. He, he, and, he, and he probably does. And His book. But guess what? <laughs> Every game is not going to come out perfect, especially when you're working with a key franchise, a franchise that is so huge that it attracts. Halo is still to this day between at least Xbox and PlayStation. To my knowledge, I don't, I don't want to include Switch because I hadn't done my full research on that. As, but Halo, to this day, is still the number one series as far as 
so being sold it's the biggest grossing series of all games that have come up at least between xbox and playstation and it's still a huge factor as far as the gaming scene goes microsoft knows that halo is one of their pillars and when it comes into gaming, it's Game Pass for now for sure, but they know that Halo, Forza, and Gears are their three pillars that they will make sure that they take their time with. Again, the coalition put Xbox on their back. They put them in the backpack and said, hey, we'll put out some, we'll put out good content, give you guys good games, and give you a reason for people to believe in what's going on over here and have set a precedent as far as Unreal goes. Unreal would not be where it's at today if it wasn't for Gears. Point blank, period. Halo, the whole first person shooter scene would not be where it's at today if it wasn't for Halo. Yes, there was first-person shooter games before that and whatever the case might be, but if it was not for Halo, first-person shooting would not be where it's at today. I found out last night from the homie, shout out to the 108 Dragons. For those who aren't tuned in to the Dragon, go check, to go check out Dragons Den tonight, baby. And the Shot Podcast, by the way. Gotta, gotta shout out both uh, to, for, for Brother Palm. But found out from 108 Dragons last night, um, and also doing a little bit of research myself is that Microsoft has a patent for the original control scheme that they, that is used in every other first person shooter that was used after Halo. The layout, the first person shooter layout that was brought that was brought into Halo is a patent layout. Everybody that uses that layout in their game has to cut off has to cut Microsoft a piece of change, whether it's a whether it's a, a lot or not is completely insignificant. That by itself demonstrates to you what Halo has done. Yes, regardless of how you feel, me personally, as an avid Halo fan who's been playing Halo since the beginning, I believe every Halo has been a great Halo to me. Everyone. Or yes, I, I agree with people. The multiplayer was a little lacking. Five is better. The story-wise, I've liked every one. For anybody to sit here and say that, oh, I, I didn't like the way the story went, you are so stuck up in your own ass i am going to sit here and tell you that you have not been paying attention to the halo story then yes i agree with the how they introduce characters and everything else no it was not the greatest yes there is so much backstory example like i was talking about last night on grg team osiris has so much more backstory than them just throwing them into into a game like they did with like they did with four Intr just in introducing a new squad and no, nobody being accepting of them because y'all don't know who these people are y'all had master chief and cortana this whole time but you've also had buck who was in halo odst who most people probably don't know becomes a spartan it is on team osiris that you see in halo four and five but nobody knows the backstory why he became a why he became a Spartan. His whole relationship with Locke and how and and how that goes. What Team Osiris is really about? Because again, what I've, I the whole point of them bringing in a whole new cast of characters was to show you that there are other Spartans who are just as nice as John One One Seven is. There are other Spartans there to to open up the world to you. And hopefully they're able to do that a little better with Halo Infinite. Like they did it with Spartan Ops in Halo 4. I believe that was Halo 4. I could be mistaken. But they did, did it, they did it with Spartan Ops, giving you that interaction with Hainsley and, uh, and whatnot, telling you, giving you some backstory after the story um, and showing and giving you more detail to what's going on. Personally, I am not 
in worry for Halo. Why? Because if Halo flops, guess what? Halo's gonna just get put to bed. It is what it is. I just expect for Halo to be a another great Halo game. Um, for me, I need I want 343 to be able to prove the point that because I don't I don't give 343 the same flack everybody else gets. Yes, they they released a broken MCC uh, Master Chief Collection. Yes, um, they got now? the. The, the, now? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's now, it's now it's immaculate. Now it's immaculate. You cannot <laughs> complain about it now, and they're adding new content to it. Now it's, you can't say nothing to about it, but play it. Because it, and it's that enjoyable, and it's seamless. And with all the upgrades and everything. Um, but I don't, I don't give 343 the same flack. This, yes, Halo is their adopted, is their, is their adopted stepchild. And they can't do anything about that. And I feel like they've done what, Regardless of what y'all feel about what's going on at the top or whatever else the case might be, they've done well with what they have had. Microsoft only had, what, 12 options to go, seven options to go to as far as the devs go before, and now they're up 23 plus? Like, it just shows you the, the difference. No, they couldn't take their time with Halo before because they needed it out. Xbox needed it out. They were depending on it. So yes, the games weren't perfect. There's there's two sides to every story. Like everybody says, oh, three four three is trash. They're trash. They haven't they they put out a good story, but not a good multiplayer. Most of the, again, I wrote a t I wrote a, I, I sent out a tweet uh, a couple days ago that most of the people that that say that Halo's multiplayer or have a complaint about Halo overall were bad at the multiplayer. And I, and I say <laughs> that because out of ninety not nine out of ten times, that's exactly what it is. The people who are complaining don't like the multiplayer, aren't, aren't multiplayer gamers. And that's fine. If the story didn't hit all the story beats that you wanted to hit, that's fine. But guess what? For what it is for a game series to, to bring in this vast world. Halo is the Star Wars of the, of the gaming genre, period. Star, Star Wars is... Yeah. Halo is Star that. Wars. They're on the same level. Halo has the potential to live on for an infinite amount of time. It's just, I want to see Xbox take Halo seriously. Finally come out with that movie. Finally come out with that TV series. Finally take Halo to that next level. That's what I want to see. And that's what I, and I want 343 to finally prove that point that not only they can put out a, a good story, but they can also put out a solid multiplayer. And from, if the coalition is working on it, I can guarantee that they're working on, probably working on the multiplayer um, and also working, probably working on some graphics things on the, on the back end. Yeah, again, they're probably helping out for sure. Again, you know, you have all these people involved that, again, they're, they, they don't have 1200 people for nothing. And you know what I mean? Like people say, oh, this is the biggest dev team. This is the biggest. Yes, because Xbox knows that this is their pillar title. It's either all or nothing at this point, especially after that last showing. You can't show how it was sold and then not put 1,200 people on your title now. Like, no, now it's all hands on deck. Oh, now we've had a pandemic. We need attention. We need to give this game as much attention as it needs to detail and everything else. And I feel like we're going to be ever more grateful for it. It's going to, I, I personally feel like Halo, between Halo and Battlefield 6 are going to be the two reasons why Xbox by January 15th. And again, I said it last night and I'll say it right here. By January 15th of uh, 2022, Xbox will be at 50 million subscribers. And I've mainly say that because Halo has that type of an impact. Look at where we're at right now. 
We're at 23 million, making almost a million month over month at this point. If we just using that number, we're going to be at 30 million easy. Look at Disney Plus, Netflix, and Hulu. Especially Disney Plus. They're over, what, 100, 200 million? What, 200 million? Is it 100 million or 200 million plus on Disney Plus at this moment? I think Um, it's 100 million. Either way, Disney Plus just came out not even two years ago, and they're already over a hundred million plus. Why? Because content of is king. content. Content is king. Microsoft hasn't released a first party game in however long that y'all want to say. And guess what? Six hundred and some days. And they're still making strides. No. Yeah. Xbox overall is it, you can say whatever you want. Oh, it's not profitable. It's not. Microsoft doesn't care about that. They want y'all to pay attention to the games. They want y'all to see the move. Everything else is going to be on their back end. But anyway, other other than that, that's that that's that's pretty much my thoughts on it. I feel like I went on a little rant right there. But you oh, did. Man. You went on a great Halo rant, man. Could look, look, look. This is what we always talk about, Steel. That's a fact. This is why I think people join in and and, and tune in to us. And this is why we started this whole podcast because the passion is there, brother. Again, yes. I'm a casual Halo fan. I don't have the same passion level you do for Halo. I have enjoyed every single Halo, but I'm still casual at the end of the day. And I'm not afraid to say that. Right. I just enjoy Halo for what it is. Again, I'm looking forward to Infinite. I think it's going to be it's going to be fantastic at the end of the day. I think that some people with their passion that's involved in it, and you just showed it right there. You come from one angle with your passion. I think other people, and again, we can't control all human beings. I think other people come with their own passion. And sometimes that passion, a lot of huge halo fans have been disappointed with four and five in one way or another. Mm -hmm. And I think anytime that a negative thing comes out, we talked about this on Xbox ultimate last night with Mav because Mav and psycho had a big, uh, you know, they, they yeah. did a special yesterday. They just hopped on and talked about it. So, but but we talked about it again last night on Xbox Ultimate. Is that for me when I see people in the community that I know are Halo fans and are obviously Xbox supporters, mm-hmm. and they 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 had some negative takes yesterday per se. I think that's just because they've been hurt in the past. They've been disappointed. And they don't want to be there again, right? And I think sometimes that happens. And I I think that everybody just needs to take a step back and take a deep breath. And let Halo be what Halo is going to be. It's coming. We, we we have no doubt about that. But until we see it, and again, we're probably going to see a gigantic blowout of Halo yeah. come E3, right? And I think a lot of questions are going to be answered when we see that. And I think they've been trying to answer the questions with the updates that they've been giving. For me personally, as a casual Halo fan, I'd love to see the direction that they've been going in ever since Joseph Staten came back. Thanks. Right? I yes. love it. I love it. Bring it seems to be organized. It, it seems to have a, they have a plan in place and they are doing that plan step by step. And they are getting to the point where they are ramping up the hype. They've been giving us these little looks into what they've been doing. And then E3, I'm expecting a gigantic blowout re you know, re showing halo infinite right. in hopefully a much more glorious light than what happened last year. And again, what happened last year yeah, it was disappointing. Again, it wasn't as disappointing to me because the gameplay looked really fun. It looked like Halo. It looked like it was going to be a good time. But I could see where the criticisms were coming from. But I think they're going to answer all of that come E3 and start that. The, the hype train's already started again. But I think they're just really going to ramp it up all over again. But I think everybody needs to take a step back. The the Shriers of the world, the reset eras of the world where a lot of this started, 
um, are just always going to be negative cesspools because that's what they feed off of. That's what they live off of. They look in Halo like you were just talking about, Steel, because of how huge Halo is, because it is one of gaming history's biggest franchises ever for a million different reasons it will always be an easy target to go after and with 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 what has happened with with the disappointments of four and five that were out there whether real whether made up whether it doesn't matter they were out there it just makes it an easier target looking forward to infinite with the year delay and all that stuff to say, Hey, look, looks like we're having trouble again, guys. Look, look at this. It looks like we're having, you know, it looks like they're, right. they might, they might be having problems again. Again, I still seeing people claiming that it's going to be delayed again. Are you, are you kidding me right now? Okay. Stop. Okay. Yeah. It's not going to be delayed again, but I think at the end of the day, everybody needs to take a step back, take a deep breath and just let it come out and see what it is. And again, they have a supposed 10-year plan. You don't put together a 10-year plan with something as big as Halo unless you have a vision. And that vision is going to have to have a lot of content ready for to keep it alive for 10 years. We yeah. found this out with you know, we found this out with like Destiny. When they come out and say 10-year plan, they better have it rock solid. And I think Halo and that entire team knows better. And I, I think that's why you see the size of the team and the money yes. that's been invested supposedly into this franchise. Xbox is trying to make, trying to bring it back to its glory. Will it ever come back to Halo three we'll glory days? We'll see, but who knows? It might find its own glory. It might find its own path because they're changing it up a little bit from the old formula, plan. right? Right. They're changing the style, right? And not, not the gameplay style, but they're mm -hmm. changing what it means to be a Halo game. If they're legit going to do this 10-year plan, then we're going to see constant additions of content to it. And again, if that's the case, then it might be different from Halo, the old Halos. But at the same time, it might find its own glory. And we might look back at it and go, damn, they knew what they were doing all right. along. Right. You know, it didn't it it looked like they were scrambling it looked like there was a lot of problems and maybe there was and maybe we'll see a bunch of changes at the top by the end of the day the game comes out and is meets everybody's expectations which i don't know if it ever will to be honest just because the expectations for some are so wild yeah but at the end of the day if it hits and it draws those people in like you said steel like it draws all the people in to buy the series s and to buy the series x and everybody wants to get on game pass ultimate and, and hop into halo all the time and they succeeded and that's all that matters at the end of the day and i think they've got a very, very landscape has changed there's more competition than ever but at the end of the day it's still halo and they have a real big chance of grabbing back a lot of the glory that they used to have yes and i think they can do it and i think they will do it and i'm excited again it, it, it's and for me i'm not even a fanatic I, i'm looking forward to a ton of games but halo infinite is something i'm looking forward to because you know what i've got buddies like you steel and mav and psycho and three for. bit and yeah exactly and lupa and and everybody else who's and caitlin who's all excited lady af who are all excited for this game and i'm excited to jump in with all of you and make some memories in halo and, and that that's it period yeah, so, no, and, and that's wait. a fact. Um, and I'm actually going to bring in some facts because um, I want people to know that, again, we we do things very organic and we try to be as authentic as possible. But I also, you know, we do things off the cuff, but I also want people to know that we do base everything off of facts. And just to throw some things in here, I'm going to bring this up full screen. 
Halo is a $5 billion franchise on its own. And like I said earlier, between PlayStation and Xbox, Halo is the top grossing franchise between the two, has made the most money between the two. Now, Nintendo, they have more, they have more things in there. You know, you got Pokemon, you got Mario, and you, and you know, the list goes, you got Sonic that go that, that can, that goes on down the list. But for those of y'all are tuned into the live show, I'm going to run down this list and just for some comparisons of why I feel the way I do about Halo specifically as we're talking about it. And we'll also like just Dragon go, Quest. That, that yeah. And and we'll also oh. just go through this list and kind of just to get Pokemon. some just to get some uh <laughs> an example of so what we're looking at and what we're dealing with today. So right now, this is um visualcapitalist.com. The top 50 highest grossing video game franchises. And I'm only going to get down to where Halo is at because I want y'all to have some perspective. Look. I've never played Pokemon. Is it yeah, Pokemon, you got Mario, franchise. you have Call of Duty. Call yeah. of Duty, mind you, the other thing that you need to take in consideration, Halo is on one platform. Two now, right. if you include PC. Call of Duty is on everything. And they have tons of microtransactions. The amount of right. money that Call of Duty makes off of microtransactions is why the, 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 it's worth $17 billion. Like, come on. Um, then you have the Wii. Uh, I guess I was, uh, they're just talking about Wii overall. You have Pac-Man, Space Invaders. Uh, what is that? Dungeon Fighter Online, Street Fighter, Final Fantasy, Warcraft. I don't, I don't know what that is, but it's the number seven <laughs> top grossing. <laughs> what? I need Dude, to there's all these that. games that we have no idea. Exactly. About. These are like, games that nobody talks about. You have Crossfire. You have FIFA. You have Grand Theft Auto. You have, a, you have Lineage. I've never heard of that. League of Legends. I did math last night, right? I was doing math last night. It said on average, there's about 100 and there's over 110 million players on League of Legends. Yep. That on average... The typical person spends about $90 a year on League of Legends. On average, I did the math and it was over it was almost $11 billion that League of Legends is making on its own off of microtransactions. If anybody out it's there a wants to, play to know game. Right, but if anybody ever has a question anymore as to why uh, these types of games, games as a service, are taking over the industry this is and why. why they're so important. <laughs> this is why. And you can't get mad at people for chasing this because look at these numbers. Again, from games that I – there's games in here that I've never even Monster, Monster Strike, Strike, Puzzles what? and Dragons, Fantasy, what? Westward Journey, Digimon, okay, cool, right. of course, Arena of Valor, Honors of Kings, I've, Sonic, okay, of course, Dragon Quest, Clash of – Dragon Clash of Clans, it's a mobile yeah. game. Pro yes. Evolution Soccer, Dragon Ball, of, of course, and then Halo. Where's all these other games that y'all hype up all the time? When When's the last time Lineage was freaking popular? For God's sakes, man, that's number 14, 1998. Lineage is still $9 billion. My God. That, 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 is, yeah. that, is, my, that is my entire point with, with this. The point is with Halo, though, hey, is because my, it's a single it's a single platform game. Yes. And it's, it's it is insane that halo itself is a five billion dollar franchise that's why they have spent over 500 million dollars on the game that's why they have 1200 
1200 devs working on the game because they know it's serious they know that it's either it's either make a break because again just like with the gear series it's, it's only going to take them one game to completely flop for it to get put to bed for a while and i'm pretty sure they want to make sure that this is the best that they can be again it is an industry changer. Um, there's, there's only certain games that could be that are industry changers. You know what I mean? And this is one of them. So everybody, <laughs> exactly 108. I was just gonna say that. I'm like, I I, I think that we have a few games missing from this list. You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where, where those, huge franchises? Where, exactly. Where are it. those huge franchises that everybody else talks about? Like, come on, man. Anyway, but yeah, that's. <laughs> That's that's where I was getting at with that man. I, I just want people to know that things are so <laughs> things are opening up, man. Again, like we like you always say, Paul, we're in the golden age of gaming, man. Um, we always say that here. Again, gaming is art where, where it's becoming more and more apparent day by day as we get deeper and deeper into the future, man. Things are looking brighter and brighter, especially what uh, what Microsoft has going on. Um, we see we're seeing the things with uh, EA and Apple that that are kind of funny. I don't know if you want to touch into that. I know we're oh, we're we getting touch, into we the real quick. we're getting we're into the two, the two hour, hour mark. mark so um, if you want to get into that a little bit, um, but overall we're getting into a great era, and uh, I, just, I just need people to buckle their seatbelts up. That's all. Um, but anyway, uh, just to kind of so we can move forward uh, before we get to the uh, this day in gaming um, that I'm probably going to run through um, here in a little bit. Um, let's talk about let's talk about the whole Epic and Apple battle that now Microsoft has also been been Apple. been part of uh, been forced to be a part of now. A new um, fighter has entered. But. <laughs> Man, Pong. Oh, before we get yeah. into the whole Epic and Apple thing, for those who have been here almost two hours in, I'm dropping a code for... Drop a code? Another code for what? Now? Outlast 2. Hitting the Outlast chat two. right now. Xbox. Outlast 2. Out, uh, on Both Xbox, for those who have not gotten the Outlast 2 or into scarier games, get that code. And if you grab it, let us know so we can show you some love and, and make sure that we uh, get these codes out of rotation um, so that we don't bring them back next week, man. Um, unfortunately, I guess One of those people... horror games I'll never play. I'm yeah, not going to grab too. the code, me guys. Too. Me too. Because I can't play the game. <laughs> <laughs> me too. I'm, I'm not. I've seen people play it. And I'm, I'm cool. Um, but yeah, Outlast hey, 2, you... the code just dropped. Grab that, man. Steel, oh, hey, up, can you drop that link to that uh, webpage you were just on for Mav? Yeah. Uh he wants to see he wants to see that uh that link. Yeah, I'll send him I'll send him to Mav. I'm gonna send it to you directly. Yeah, send the DMs. That's fine. Yeah, I I, I send it to your to your Twitter DMs, my guy. Um but yeah, that's that's in there. Um So Epic versus Apple. Yes, Epic versus Apple. Let's get it, man. Absolutely. How you how you feeling? Um, uh, what do you think about okay. this? I know people have been talking we'll, about it all week, but Yeah, we'll we'll keep it we'll we'll keep it kind of short here, guys, because this again. For me, as somebody who has been a follower of the industry for a very long time and and not just surface level, I like business aspects of the industry as well. And I'm, I'm not no expert. I don't have a degree in finance or accounting or anything like that. But I love to look at the business because it fascinates me how these businesses are run. Right. But what I, I guess the, the short end of this is nobody should be surprised anymore by what comes out. 
this is just validation of everything that we talk about when it comes to the industry. All those times that we hear these little tidbits of rumors of the back, you know, the the backroom deals that mm -hmm. are being cut by companies. We we just now have confirmation that pretty much all that stuff you can pretty much say is true, right? <laughs> this is this is a big business industry. Nobody should be shocked by the things that are signed in the back rooms in secret, the email discussions that happen between the big wigs. None of it should be surprising. Now, what is funny is the way that Tim Sweeney talks to Sony and the yes. way that Tim Sweeney from Epic <laughs> talks to Microsoft and Phil. That's a fact. And what also is kind of funny is Phil's responses to Tim Sweeney. Like Everybody, like, Phil has shown that he can be cutthroat, right? We found that out. Like, a lot of people didn't believe that he was cutthroat. Everybody believed that he was a nice guy. But at the end of the day, Phil is the same person behind the scenes that he is to us on stage, yes. right? And, and out in front of us. And we found that out by Tim Sweeney's emails. Tim Sweeney had a couple of emails to Phil that opened up uh, the opportunity for Phil to get dirty, and to yeah. talk some smack and yeah. he didn't do it <laughs> he, he, he didn't did. take he any did. of it he didn't at all right he, he just kept it professional all the way through even when tim was like oh uh, i think one of his and, I, and i'm not direct quoting here but one of his uh one of his emails was something to the effect that hey uh phil i think you're gonna like the fireworks coming up yeah and he was talking about when he, when he, when he was taking apple That's when he right. when he started this whole apple battle right so so just stupid stuff like that but phil's response is completely professional just you know whatever um but i think at the end of the day all of this does is confirm yet again that these backroom deals that we hear about sony making all these years is true and I don't doubt that Microsoft has their own backroom deals. Again, this is big business people. We can sit here at the end of the, we can sit here every single day and talk about the virtues of what Phil and his team are doing and how awesome it is. And, and whether or not we agree with Sony and, and we want, you know, Sean Layden back and, and he was such a great guy. We, we could talk about all this stuff, but at the end of the day, this is big business. This is a billion and trillion dollar companies doing something that makes them money. If they weren't making money, they wouldn't be here. We wouldn't have video games. So right. it should not be shocking that a, a company is going to try to keep another uh, platform from getting a certain certain content. It should never be shocking to anybody that that stuff happens. Now, can we talk about whether or not it's right, whether it's wrong? Yeah, we can have those discussions. But again, this is business that happens in every industry, not just the gaming industry. Right. Okay. It, it, so again, none of that shocked me or surprised me. Like I said, some of it I chuckled at. I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, Tim Sweeney is one hell of a guy. I think there was another email where he sent one to uh, 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 to uh, Tim Cook. And Tim Cook CC'd somebody within Apple and was like, who is this guy? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, Tim, like Tim, did, Tim didn't realize who Tim Sweeney was. I mean, it's kind of it's, yeah, it's just that's, funny that's stuff hilarious. like that, man. Like, like, I can't imagine being that, that like, you know, Obviously, Tim Sweeney's got some big D energy, right? Because Fortnite is the biggest thing everywhere, right? So mm -hmm. he's he's coming in the room like, man, we got Fortnite. If you want Fortnite, if you want the money that comes along with Fortnite, you're gonna play ball with us, yeah. right? So he's swinging that big D energy. Yeah, but just the thought, just the thought that he's up late one night randomly emails Tim Cook talking about, hey, we we yo, you the way you run your app store is not right, blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. And Tim Cook goes. What's the the Conor McGregor meme? 
who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> like, like, <laughs> that just That's cracks me up. That shit was funny yeah. as hell. <laughs> yeah. That just funny, cracks funny, me up. funny as hell. Oh, God, man. But again, from that standpoint, I, I, I didn't find out anything um, too shocking to me. Um, you know, Sony's shady. Sony does cuts deals. It's part of business. They're going to do what's necessary to try to, you know, their cut of every single pie possible yes. again sony's not a rich company like like microsoft they're rich again don't get me wrong i'm not saying sony's poor right. but they depend upon playstation playstation carries sony especially now versus microsoft that has all these other divisions xbox is just one of those pillars now uh sony depends on playstation so they're going to try to cut corners and grab as much money wherever they can and even if that means you know fighting against crossplay and then enacting fees over the crossplay stuff it doesn't shock me in the least they right. they're going to do that stuff um what i did find interesting though was one of the documents that came out mm -hmm. uh, steel was uh the uh, uh the expected uh release schedule uh that microsoft actually had in those docs um, and they had a the game, big right? old list, yeah, of all the games. Uh, and that list ran through quarter one of 2021, right? Yep. So, and this included third-party games, first-party games, you know, second part. It didn't matter. It included all games. What was really interesting is that there was redacted games, right? That there was games that did not wind up releasing. And what was really cool to see and kind of mind-blowing was you know you could figure out some of them you could see you know halo you could see you know some things mm -hmm. in there like that but the quarter one 2021 redacted section was just giant blocks of redacted yep right huge and blocks. if mm -hmm. huge blocks and if you looked at it and you line them up side by side with the type of font that they were using you could kind of figure out that there was somewhere in the neighborhood of 13 to 15 games and again, this is everything. This isn't first party only. Right. This is first party, third party, indies. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. But 13 to 15 games were expected to release by Microsoft in quarter one, 2021. So that means right now, and on top of all the other stuff that we got, they were actually expecting that many more games to drop. Again, we can figure out some of them, like the Ascent, I can mm -hmm. guarantee you was in there. Um, you know, Scorn may have been in there. Um, you know, Tunic may have been in there at one point. Um, you know, you can kind of see some of the games that they've been kind of holding back, um, they, you know, that have gotten delayed, uh, that we were right. kind of expecting to see up front. But we're talking 13 to 15 more games. I can't imagine what it looks like. But what's interesting is that, yes, some of those could be pushed to 2022 mm -hmm. uh, with COVID. But we can expect a large amount of those to have been pushed to fall or just late summer, right? Okay. Or that yep. we're going to see at E3. So for everybody who's worried about 2021 and not having a lot of stuff coming out, dude, we got a lot Buckle of up. stuff coming out. Far, you know, Far Cry 6 was probably in there too because I think Far Cry oh, yeah. 6 was supposed to be an back. April yep. drop. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I got pushed back. So, but I'm just saying that this this second half of 2021 is going to be huge. Oh, it's going to be. It's going to be. It's going to be amazing. Gigantic. Balls. I mean, just the stuff we know about and then there's a ton of stuff that we don't know about. Yeah. Right. And we're going to see more and more of it. So again, like you said, steel golden age gaming is upon us. That's what we talk about all the time. So what me, you know, man, I've been talking about it, it is the golden age of gaming, uh, but the content that's coming out and that, that means that some of that stuff later this year might be pushed to early 2022. 
But again, it's all going to eventually get here. Mm -hmm. And that rumble you hear is the avalanche that's coming. coming. And we are going to have more stuff to play than we know what to do with. That's a fact. Um, but again, I just thought that document out of the Apple versus uh, Epic versus Apple was kind of interesting. Um, you know, again, emails were fun. Yeah, there's some shady stuff being happening. Yeah, Sony's Sony's trying to squeeze people for money. It happens um, at the end of the day. Um, you know, again, the three, the three, I guess the other thing that came out of that was the three month exclusivity for stalker two. Okay. Um, yeah. I wouldn't worry so much about that. People are saying, well, that's a bad deal. You know what? They don't, don't know what that they don't even have a plan for, for any other, they don't have another console. Right. They don't have another version right. ready. They only have right. that they, version ready. It may and be if PC. That's true. It, right. And if that's true. And that what they're saying is, is the honest to God truth. We've heard mm -hmm. PR speak before. Oh yeah. Facts, but if facts. that is but true. That is true. It'll take them. It'll take six months to a year for them to get the the other version up and running. So that 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 does not matter. And again, I don't care. I hope everybody yeah, gets experience Stalker yeah. too, because I want everybody to enjoy Stalker. Stalker is one of those games that more people need to see. That was a PC only game from back in the day that was huge on PC, still to this day being played. And I hope that Stalker Two hits the way that I think it's going to, because it's going to be another major franchise. And guess what? There's rumblings. Microsoft might have interest in that studio. So that studio is dope. underrated. That would be dope, man. That would be, that'd, that'd be super dope. Oh, my God. Just, again, if it hits the way that the old Stalker hit and it's it's only part of the team that used to be there because the other part of the team creates Metro Series now, they broke off, and they do the Metro Series, which is a lighter version of Stalker. Um, excellent, excellent game series. Love them to death. But if this team can bring back the original uh, ver vision of Stalker, you got another fallout type level experience on your hands hundreds of hours side missions uh deep exploration uh decision making so again i thought that was kind of interesting the three-month thing i everybody kind of was up in arms all oh, microsoft making bad deals again you know three months exclusivity mm -hmm. was that got nah don't worry about that uh, it'll take longer for that stock or two to come on other uh consoles or whatever else the right. case may be but at the end of the day i don't care uh we know we're getting it it's gonna be in game pass all set so i don't care but, facts uh, um and yeah. kind of just bouncing off of what, what you were talking about the biggest thing that yeah. i that i that was crazy to me is that the the way that sony was charging for epic for crossplay um i thought that was just egregious um the fact that they had that 90 10 split um going on uh shout out to hoag law who really did a good job breaking all yeah. that stuff down um the fact that they had that kind of a thing going on i felt it super egregious again i'm um, saying someone is saying that yeah you can sell whatever you want to over there but we did we feel like we deserve most of it um man it just again tells you where sony's head is at uh again this is this is something that they've always done um this is how they've always operated um that's that asian mentality where you know i'm not gonna say asian mentality, but that japanese mentality um you're doing things in the old and doing things in an older way um also being very uh not necessarily stuck in your ways but very um you know head on with things you know what i mean and it, it, I feel like they are slightly out of touch. Um, when you see these, when you see these kind of emails and whatnot, and see well everything that's been going on within uh the gaming space itself, um, Nintendo can do whatever they want because they're Nintendo. Um, 
nobody could nobody could be at that level uh and and they're going to continue because nintendo's going to be around so whenever nintendo decide that they don't want to be around anymore and as long as they keep putting out content it's going to be all right uh but as far as like sony goes um it's it's one of those things where you're you're seeing um who's very consumer facing and who's not uh, and i know people try to use that oh you know who cares about uh you know microsoft being involved in the community and then People care because as a consumer, you want to be able to call, for example, you want to be able to call if you have an issue with Best Buy, you want to be able to call Best Buy's HR and get your uh, issue resolved. You know what I mean? You want to be able to call Walmart's HR and get your issue resolved. Um, you can call Xbox and get your issue resolved. Nowadays, it's kind of off and on because of, again, the pandemic and everything. But every experience that I have had with Microsoft, especially on the consumer side of things has been very um i mean except for those you know, and that's with anything um but except for those those few times um but it's been very consumer facing they want to take care of the customers they want to make sure that you're satisfied with whatever you with, with whatever that you're doing again look at examples like people who are unhappy with returnal and can't return it PlayStation has said, nope, you, you've you've bought the game, you played the game, you can't return it. Nope, I I don't care if you don't like it. Oh, well. But if it was on Xbox's side, you played that game for an hour, I, I believe as long as you don't go over a certain amount of time played in the, within the game, you can return that game with no problems most of the time. Now, it's not perfect every time, but it just shows you two sides of, the, of, of that same coin, of that same coin, right? Um, and then like Trevor was saying, um, three-month exclu- uh, uh, exclusivity, is that Xbox and then more than likely it going to PC, Steam, Epic, GOG, and not PlayStation. Again, from what we have heard, and we can only take things at face value, we do not see another version of this game coming out other than it coming to PC. So that's that's that i feel like you pretty much knocked that out the park um as far as like the whole epic and apple thing uh basically you said everything that i was going to say i was going to touch on with it um people have touched on it all week again if y'all want a, a solid breakdown of what's going on with this whole epic and apple thing check out whole law a guy who was who was in that scene who was a uh attorney within that scene dealing with that stuff on a day-by-day basis who puts out excellent content as far as that stuff goes uh hoag law check him out man um he did a very he did a very good breakdown of what is going on within this space it's just it just opens our eyes man again the companies are trying to make trying to make money man um and and that's what it is at the end of the day you know um but as we move forward we're getting to the end of the show um i'm pretty sure there's probably a few other things that we might have wanted to touch into um but Again, as things go, me and Pong just carry our conversations easily. Um, But man, um, just want to touch on the chat again. I appreciate everybody for being here, tuned in to your Saturday morning show, Living Split Screen, 9 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. UK time. Man, we're doing it for y'all. We're doing it because we feel like we bring in the most energetic, authentic, enthusiastic, content as far as podcasting goes um that is out there and it's organic man how can you get any better than this me and pong are just doing this naturally again just to give you guys back backstory um if you weren't here in the beginning we have not spoken for real all week maybe once or twice (laughs) 
And again, we're here two hours and uh, over two hours into, into the show and just now getting to wrapping up, giving this energy, giving this all, uh, giving y'all this content, giving, uh, giving you guys our gaming opinions and our thoughts um, on what's going on on the gaming industry in total. And I feel like that's what's more important. Everything, it, it's more where... Not necessarily that we're, we are highly community driven for sure, um, but we also want people to understand that at the end of the day, this is about gaming. Um, I mean, we could talk about other things too, but it's it's about coming together, um, being able to talk about something, not get super emotionally involved about whatever else might be going on when in any other community. Because I know people like to say, "Oh, it's just it's just the Twitter community." No, what y'all see in the Twitter community is a small part of what actually goes on throughout the world as far as the gaming space goes we it's up to us to make sure that gaming is treated as art again shout out to to the homie everborn saga it is up to us to treat gaming as art and it should be treated as such and with that being said as gaming should be treated as art let's get into my the final section of this day in gaming we're going back this time, we're only going back 19 years into 2002 on the This Day in Gaming of May 8th. So, I'm gonna switch over to the, to the, to the screen, and we're gonna go through what happened this day in gaming. All, All right. right. Feel old, steal rain. <laughs> yeah, Paul, 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 there's some guys in the chat like, like to say I like to make them feel old again. My <laughs> whole point with this is because uh, people have to realize- That's your whole point. We are, <laughs> we, we're, we're, in a, we're, we're in a point, man, where everybody, we, we need to realize that gaming is our game. We don't just get a new console and move on anymore. Um, Xbox has made that extremely relevant. People have never done that on PC. Everything has always carried over. And now it's just becoming more prevalent that it's something that's important. Uh, you should be able to take your content with you no matter where you are. Um, and that's what this section is for to not only reminisce a little bit and think back on those older titles that you may be able to jump back into if you have some of these or maybe you just want to go back to those memory banks and say man and bring up those good memories back up so this day in gaming on may 8th of 2002 on the game boy advance you had desert strike advance does oh, a strike jungle that sounds strike. familiar remake that them. sounds familiar remake them top down with the yep. helicopter yep yep Yep. Oh I my God. That. Remake them EA. Bring them back. That's oh dope. my God. That's so I, I, po I made a post on Twitter a couple months ago about uh, those games and it, mm -hmm. it, it got a lot of traction because there's so many people that remember playing those games Facts. nonstop. When I worked at Funkaland, we could never keep used copies in stock. We always sold out right away on the Genesis. Freaking that, amazing that's, games, that's awesome. man. That's badass. Yeah. All right. 2003 on the PC, we had roller coaster tycoon deluxe. Um, Back in that era, I didn't really play those uh those what 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 would you call that? What were you what were those kind of games called? Uh, those amusement park games where you go in yeah. and build your own simulation. Amusement park. Oh, the simulation amusement park, yeah. whatever it's, whatever the technical name for it is. Um, there, I believe it was Roller Coaster Tycoon that it, um that it was. Oh, I'm sure at the time it's been around for PlayStation a long Two era yep. somewhere in there. Um, that I that I played a lot of that on theme um, park. Theme yeah. park was the other one. Theme park. Okay, there you go. Um, yeah. Those games are cool if you're into that, building your own theme park, managing the people that are coming out, keeping people happy. Where that I thought that was dope back then. I'm not into those now. Um, but for those who are into it, man, if you were playing it on PC in 2003, we're here to remind you. 
of those memories, man. Um, 2007, PlayStation 2. Dot Hack, one of the great, one, another, again, another great anime. If y'all have not watched Dot Hack, y'all need to check, y'all need to tune in. Go look right now, go get Crunchyroll, go get Anime Free, go get wherever you get your anime content from. Sign in, tune in to Dot Hack and check it out if you're, in, if you're into that. Um, that. But they had a game that released on PlayStation 2. They had an Xbox 360. This is crazy to think about. Um, oh. Speaking of RTSs, um, Command and Conquers 3. Tiberium Wars. What a great Need game, it back. man. What a great game. They just they got the remake out. They got what the remaster out on, on PC Game Pass. They haven't made it for consoles. They need to bring it back. They're, I think it was Red Alert. I think yeah, Red Alert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Red Alert. Oh, God, I want that back. Yeah, oh, I, I so never good. played any of any. I don't. I never played RTSs on console for real. I'm never, never into it. I played consoles heavily on PC. So Command and Conquer, StarCraft, Warcraft, those games were Age of Empires. I sunk thousands of hours into. Um, so Command and Conquer, man, just think, just think back on that, Lord, man. I can remember. I the memories on that is, is so extravagant to me, man. Um, as we move forward, PSP Driver seventy six. There you go for Driver, those who were in game. that PS, PSP era. Um, oh, I, I had a fully modded out PSP. Uh, supposedly, I, 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 I'm not going to go on record and say that uh, I was emulating games. Some people, some people kind of feel a certain way about that, but. Yes, I had a fully modded out PSP, and it was the most amazing thing ever. Uh, having those games on the on the go, man, it was ahead of yep. its time. Again, uh, PC they had Infernal, okay, uh, and then they also had The Sims 2 Deluxe. The Sims has been Sims around for so long, and it just ever. seems like they keep they keep trying to take it to the next level. I don't know if you guys have ever played Sims, or if you have even played Sims Pong, but yes, I've caught myself in several moments of whether whoever was ended up playing sims that i was around where i'd get on and at least build a house or whatever the case might be get fully involved and spend endless amounts of time just putting stuff together um i never really played sims the way it was supposed to get played i was just like yeah let me build a house <laughs> let me build a house real quick um or you know what i mean that that's 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 the same thing i did in minecraft i've never been able to get in minecraft but the time that i did spend i spent building idols of like my favorite video game characters and then i never played again um i thought it was dope for that and but it's just those aren't my type of games man you know what i mean no they're not mine either <laughs> um but as we move forward playstation 2 tony hawk Downhill Jam. Downhill Jam. I don't remember Downhill Jam. I remember I Pro don't Skater. Remember I remember Pro Skater. Well, yeah. But yeah, I, don't remember down, remember I don't remember Downhill Jam. Yeah. That's, that's, that's crazy. Um, for the fact that I don't remember it probably speaks volumes. But anyway, uh, 2012. Maybe, yeah. PlayStation 3, Starhawk. I don't know. Uh, oh, okay. Amazing Starhawk, okay. game. Starhawk is one of those games that a lot of people would like to see come back again. Starhawk. Okay. From fun. the greatest of Warhawk. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, okay. Exactly. That yep, definitely yep. sounds like an interesting. I didn't get a chance to play that game, but it might be something. Warhawk and Starhawk were both awesome. Yeah, they were that's, that's that's pretty awesome. Um, 2014, PC Lord. Now, Age of Mythology. Age of Mythology. This is Age of Empires, except with all the god with with the gods. Correct, bro. Yep. The fact that you so can, taking this RTS and taking it to that next step to where um. 
you have these big uh, you get to a, you get to these points in these rts's where you get to the end start getting to the end of the game and we really get to start seeing who really prepared for the end game right uh, <laughs> yes, when yes. somebody comes in and rains zeus down on you or brings in one of the big uh like whether it's a cyclops or one of the bigger mods or a colossus or whatever the case might be you knew that it was game time. If you did not have something to, to, to fight back, it was probably going to be the end of the game because they came through so and good. wrecked shop. Aether Me and my kiddo great, used man. to play this nonstop. Oh, you know, it's not a PC, PC guy. I used to fire it up on the laptop because yes. he loved RTSs and building arms. And shit. So, God, I loved it. Amazing. It was a, it was a so great good. time. Uh, so good. PC Bound by Flame. Okay. I'm not familiar yep. with Bound by Flame, but okay. Sounds pretty dope. It was a... It was a double a double a kind of okay. action rpg uh good it was it was good fun at the time it was okay. good fun at the time uh, sounds Nothing dope. special that's special all right so then we move on ios iphone monster hunter freedom unite for ios in japan i don't i can expect yep. that uh, monster hunter is a big thing over there they like playing it on the go uh freedom, monster hunter freedom was good thing okay i played it on vita vita okay. was awesome so okay so it was also on vita that's badass awesome yep. Yep. um macintosh tesla effect a tex murphy adventure not not familiar with that but again could have been oh. all right who knows um know. for those of y'all who played it let, let us know was it a great game macintosh how many people were playing macintosh in 2002 that, that, that is, was like that is right 2014 they... actually 2014 2014 oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. on macintosh oh, wow. that's, that's what those me off like wow, uh, <laughs> wow. okay i didn't know okay. people were still playing on macintosh I, right. I, I, uh, okay. but 3ds you had the dinpamen 3 the rise of digital Oh, I'm not familiar with that. Well, we're going to click on nope. it. And uh, yeah, I'm not familiar with that. Um, but I also wasn't into the last time. Again, I believe I said this before. The last handheld console that I really had was the Game Boy SP. Um, and it came out, it was around that time. I think okay. the last game that I played on it was a Sonic game uh, where they, they had a bunch of characters that came in. I mean, I only say that because it was, I can't remember the freaking name of the game, man. Um, but it was well after... Uh, Cause that was like towards the end of my Pokemon run where um, I just came off of playing Pokemon Ruby. That was right. a last real game that I played on the game boy. And um, yeah, so I, yeah, I'm not familiar with that game. Um, I have to ask my brother about that. He, he has a 3ds and still to this day has a 3ds. So I uh, didn't see if he was into that. I don't think he was, he's more, he was definitely, he continued that Pokemon franchise. You see, you see what the number one grossing franchise of all time is. Correct. <laughs> Pokemon. I've never played it. Never played it. <laughs> Uh, all right. As we move forward, 2018, PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One, we have Conan Exiles. Uh, from people that have played this game, it's kind of the same along uh, along the same lines of Ark. Um, I believe it was yep. that same kind of play Correct. style. Um, it was a survival-based game. You get together with a team of guys, or even by yourself, and survive man and in a cone just world. announced coming coming to game pass soon. oh that's true yes they, they dropping did. in the game Pass. they did just announce it is coming so, to game pass so it might I'll be, be something I'll, I'll, I'll play it i played it on the ps4 a little bit pretty i never got into it fun. man no never never yeah, but yeah. again i'm not a huge survival survival game it it takes okay. a lot for a survival game to really entice me uh to keep me heavily invested um none of them have done well, it you and i'll hop in there but yeah for sure i'll definitely do that um then playstation 4 you had darkest dungeon ancestral edition awesome game okay. amazing game that sounds, sounds like a pretty badass didn't i didn't take a chance for that um playstation 4 you got mega dimension neptunia uh what is that Neptunia's 7r really okay 
Yeah. That sounds pretty dope. Okay. <laughs> Anime style looking kind of game. On PC, yep. you had Pillars of Eternity 2. Dead fire. Great. Pillars of Eternity, again, if y'all do not know, for those who are tuned in, um, Pillars is actually continuing with Avowed. Um, so that's going to be very interesting to see um, because they're continuing the uh, that whole world it's all with the this lore game. it's the lore yeah the, so the, if anybody's played yeah the pillars of eternia the lore is extremely deep we're talking about i would say it even rivals elder scrolls oh, lore okay. uh as far as detail goes uh and how in-depth they have that uh that's why i can't wait for avowed because obsidian has got it all set up that world is already built it, yeah. uh, with everything they need it, it's insane i can't wait i feel like they'll do it i feel like they're gonna do it especially with all that story all being there they don't have to reach too far they don't have to do that back end work Correct. they just Correct. need to follow story and yep. do and do really well with the gameplay um so yeah I'm, I'm right there with you i'm excited for that too um nintendo switch and on playstation 4 uh shantae hap genie hero awesome. ultimate awesome. edition not familiar with that but hell, hell yeah that's what's no, up it's man. fun yeah that's you can check up. it out it's fun the uh the graphics are beautiful it's, okay it's so sharp the animation is extremely well done hell it yeah. is phenomenal I, yeah. I really like it yeah that's badass. Um, 2019, as we move forward, PlayStation 4, Legend of the Tetrarch? Tetrarchs? Tetrarchs. Tetrarchs. No, okay. Tetrarchs, I guess. Uh, I'm not yeah, familiar tetrarchs. with that, but okay. No, Japan. That's what's up. That's Japan, a Japan game. One of those games. Again, uh, we, we're, we're kind of out of that era where you're importing games all the time. Uh, again, the last game that I imported was uh, Gundam Breaker 3. Um, it's not available over here. Um, I had to import that from Singapore to get the English subtitles for that. Um, and let's be honest. I mean, the last time that I was really heavily trying to import games was around the PlayStation 2 era. Um, around there, Dreamcast era, where you were trying to get games in so you can uh, so you can play them, man, because they have su they have such a wide variety nowadays. It's just kind of like, eh, if it doesn't release over here, you just kind of there's so many games that come out now. It's kind of like whatever. Um, and then as we move forward into 2020, uh, PlayStation 4 and Xbox One release Super Mash. Um, Super Mash, I'm not familiar with. It looks like another brawler type game. Again, these games come out. Um, let's see. I want to see and Super Mash players can blend together iconic genres to create never before seen gaming experience. Jump through classic platformer levels. Okay, so it's not a it's not a it no. says it's fight as spaceships and an engaging JRPG battles. Okay, so it's not a it's not one of those fighters or whatever the case might be. But for those who play Super Mash, man, maybe maybe y'all into it. Maybe they got you got some memories with that. I'm just looking at it right now, it looks kind of it looks it looks, it looks intriguing. It looks interesting. Yeah, uh, like <laughs> like tiles pop out. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What? It looks extremely what? interesting. Okay. Um, but I might have to look into this one. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But look. With that being said, that is your this day in gaming segment, um, where we run down all games that have released this day in gaming, almost up to thirty years, um, uh, in the past, and just bring them to the forefront so people can um not only reminisce within the chat or just re reminisce with themselves on the back end when you listen to this um after if you're not in tuning in live and just have some memories with these games man gaming is art should be treated as such and that is the whole point of this segment um so the so games don't get forgotten because sometimes we forget man sometimes we forget about those games that really have those lasting memories and lasting impressions with us and it takes segments like this um that are different uh that i not a lot of that nobody's doing again the same thing with the upcoming games thing that pong um likes to do in the beginning of the show it's these are things that are not uh, people aren't doing aren't bringing to the forefront and i and we feel are important for 
everyone to know um because again it's about gaming man this is our passion this is our hobby this is what we love that's why we're doing it um with that being said man two hours and 20 minutes in we're at the end of the show pong man how you feeling (laughs) how you feeling about today's show man how you feeling about overall everything that we got going on man and look man another saturday down hey brother episode seven lucky number seven is in the books as we wrap this up no man this was a great uh, another great episode obviously again as you already stated stated steel we we didn't talk a lot this week so uh we kind of came into this one not knowing how it was going to go where it was going to go what path we were going to take and uh guess what together another gigantic show just between the two of us having a great time with the chat the chat was on fire you guys are all freaking amazing six layer k megas showed up now spooky sprocket g g bone still here snake wood uh casket repair dragon wolf psycho knots is still in the house what's up brother trevor farrell uh who else we got in here we got man there's still stanley francois is still hanging out with us joe dunmore is still here uh done more uh no i can't even do it close man i gotta i gotta work on my mag impression <laughs> marion of course shout out to marion for the codes nice. again marion the mad great member it. of the community special shout out to him and much love if you guys aren't following him follow that guy he is just a positive positive individual really great guy so uh follow marion uh but otherwise again everybody the chat was lit matt burns was in here a um, lot of good discussions today. Uh, you know, again, we didn't have, you know, this week started out, we were supposed to have a big news week. Uh, and I guess it was with, you know, Epic versus is Apple was kind of the big news. Uh, we didn't get the Battlefield 6 drop that we no, thought we, we would this yeah, week, we uh, hopefully coming up. Um, but again, just an exciting time to be uh, a part of this community and in this industry. And with us to steal, we always find a way to make it work with our conversations. Um, again, I'd like to... Uh, you know, I got, you know, my whole review conversation, mm. uh, you know, I got to think about that on that more. Cause I really, I, I, I think there's some ideas in there. I don't know if I got across properly with some people. Some people uh, seemed a little bit confused about what I was talking about. Um, but I think it's an interesting topic. Nonetheless, again, you know, you don't always think about the review process when it comes to games. Cause a lot of us don't care, but a lot of people do care. And that's why it becomes a topic of conversation. And that's why we touched on it steel. So I think mm. it is uh, something to discuss and kind of delve into. And I think it's something that we need to look into to try to, 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 to try to give it some validity uh, mm-hmm. versus what we're seeing right now, which is just pretty much, you know, dismissing Metacritic and using it as console war BS, you know, right. and I think, I think there's something important there. So, um, you know, again, that was, that was great. Um, but you know, Steel, I just love hanging out with you, brother, on a Saturday hey, man. morning, man. Likewise. <laughs> I just love it. it I love you. What, what makes it so great, man, it's kind of like what I, we said in the DMs and everything. It's the fact that because we keep getting complimented on this. Um, and I'm pretty I, I'm pretty sure we can speak on both on both sides. Uh, we said the same things. Um, just the way we do this and it being so organic, people can tell, people feel it. Um, and I that's so important to me man um, and i know it's important to you too because that's the whole reason why we're doing this uh we wanted to bring out some content that was organic um like like stanley francois was saying in the chat man live raw and uncut man that's exactly what we're trying to bring that energy that vibe that essence of what gaming should be of how gaming should be talked about um of the energy that i personally feel that we personally feel um is required um to to do this kind of thing no not everybody's the same but guess what 
this is us naturally. Uh, and I feel like it's so important that people understand that. Um, again, we're talking about something that we love, that we deeply care about. We invest a lot of time, energy, effort, money into. So I understand why people have feelings and every, everything else is completely understandable. But at the same time, we have to be more objective as gamers. We have to be more respectful as gamers. We have to be more understanding as gamers if you're going to call if we're going to sit here and call ourselves that gaming being gamers is more than oh whether you beat this game and this game or whatever the case might be it's about being able to have a conversation um and being objective you know what i mean um again it's all based off of opinions, just like whether whether it's shoe brands, whether it's car brands, whether it's your favorite egos that you like to eat. It it all depends, uh, and that's and you have to keep these things in mind. Again, shout out to everybody in the chat. Much love, um, everybody. Hit that like button on your way out. Share it out. Let people know about uh, about living split screen and what we got going on here every Saturday morning. Again, just to let y'all know what's going on in the background. We're constantly um, in talks of what we got going on. We've been busy between me and Pong um, trying to get things situated. We are going to start promoting more like 30 second clips um, to try to get it, get us out there more um, to get people a feel of what we do here. Um, and I'm going to start getting more vocal on Facebook. Um, as far as living split screen, split screen goes um, in other gaming communities, whether that be Reddit or whatever else, um, because we want to push ourselves out there. I, I'm, again, I'm pretty sure I can speak for me and Pong. We're aiming for the top. I don't care how anybody else feels or, um, or whatever else the case might be. Let us know what you guys think, if you understand, uh, if you're feeling what we're doing, if you support what we're doing, what you like or don't like, um, whether the gameplay is trash, whether what we're, our opinions are trash, or don't say our opinions are trash, <laughs> because if you say our opinions are trash, I'm not gonna listen to you, because um, uh, I'd never tell anybody that their opinion is trash. Uh, I'm not gonna do that. But if you, even if you don't like it, hit that dislike, hit the like, let us know how y'all are feeling, man, because again, we wanna grow, um, and we want to do it as organic, as authentic as possible, as po as humanly possible, uh, because again, we're doing it for y'all, man. Um, and not and what I mean, we're doing it for us too, because we just love to talk. But yeah. we're doing it for y'all, man, because we feel like love the passion. The voices. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's part of it. But we <laughs> we also uh, we also know that the passion, the energy, and the vibe isn't there um, always across the board, and we feel like we're bringing something that not everybody else can. So, um, with that being said, man. Much love to everybody. Again, thank you for tuning in. Episode seven, lucky number seven. And this is Living Split Screen in the morning. You're 9 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. UK time show. And me and Pong. Play what you love. Love what you play, gamers. That's a fact. Just enjoy. Much love. Just enjoy. The golden all, age of gaming. Absolutely. Have a um, great rest of your weekend, all. Actually, before, before, before I completely dismiss... Do we, you want to do, you want to do outros real quick? Like official outros? I don't know, man. I think we good. What do you think? You uh, do look, if you got, if you can't find me, <laughs> my name is I still rain. I everywhere. The T is a seven. Pong soul just, everywhere. Just, just look me yeah. up, man. It's YouTube, Twitter. Come find us, man. Come, come join us. Come, let's come have a conversation. Hit me in the DMs, man. Living split screen. Again, hit us in the comments. Let y'all know, how, let us know how y'all feeling. Other than that, man. Peace. Much love and we out. Later all.